Blog Talk Radio. Two columns for who is and who ain't niggas. 
never had thinners, but you push too hard. Even numbers got limits. Why did one straw break the camel back? Here's the secret. The million other straws underneath it. It's all mathematics. I'm mighty most devil. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a around science. What are we talking about here? Mighty most devil. It's simple mathematics. Given what most Americans believe, the next statement may be more shocking than any previous. The fact is, the United States is not a country, but a corporation contractually created by the Constitution. Your state is a country, per the law, and your original citizenship is of that country. Our founders instituted themselves to be first and foremost citizens of their respective states. As of 1787, those states already had formed a union, and they created the Constitution for the purpose of perfecting that union in forming a national government. They did not intend that the new nation have any jurisdiction or powers over the states or their citizens that were not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. They stated this point quite clearly in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution. They granted the United States exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square as may become the seat of the government of the United States, our District of Columbia and to exercise authority over all places purchased by the consent of the states. And that is all. The framers further secured the rights of the people with the Ninth and Tenth Amendments in the Bill of Rights. In the Ninth, they established that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And in the Tenth, they made clear that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. The only way the federal government can have any jurisdiction beyond these constitutional clauses is by written permission or contract. Which leads us to another piece of the puzzle, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, ratified in 1868 following the Civil War. As barbaric as it may sound today, the black slaves, prior to the conclusion of the Civil War, were legally considered to be property, with none of the rights or privileges of free-born people, only duties. The money interests took advantage of America's desire to free the slaves, and found a way to use the swiftly adopted post-war constitutional amendments to enslave all of the people. The deceit is in the wording of both the 13th and 14th Amendments. You will note that the 13th Amendment provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States. But why the emphasis on involuntary servitude? Isn't it the same thing as slavery? Sure it is. But they had to mention the concept of involuntary servitude because they wished to retain another type of slavery, voluntary servitude. Voluntary servitude is an ancient and established concept 
It was the way serfs became subjects to their lords during feudal times in England and other European countries. It was a way for free men to earn a living at a time when all property was held by a select few, and thus anyone who wanted to farm and support their family had first to agree to be subject to a lord of the land. Our forefathers hated this concept and designed our constitution to exclude titles of nobility, making all Americans sovereign. The Fourteenth Amendment turned the intention of the founders on its ear by making voluntary servitude a requirement for former slaves to gain the rights already guaranteed to free-born United States citizens. When the slaves were released from their involuntary servitude following the war, their status was changed from that of being property to that of being a person, but being a person still entitled them to none of the rights associated with citizenship. So the 14th Amendment ostensibly was written to provide the former slaves with the same constitutional rights of free-born American citizens, but only if they agreed first to become subject to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, making oneself paramountly, that is, first subject to the jurisdiction of the laws of the United States, however, limits access to parts of the Bill of Rights, as we'll explain in a moment. But first remember, anyone who voluntarily subjects himself to the laws or jurisdiction of another is, in every way, obligated to abide by the terms of any contracts or laws established by whomever establishes the rules of the contract. In simple terms, this meant that the former slaves became subjects first to the United States and secondly to the state in which they lived. They had no sovereignty whatsoever. This status had never existed in the United States prior to that time. The 14th Amendment created a new class of citizenship in the United States, a second-class citizenship. Up until 1868, every American was a paramount citizen of their state, and by virtue of that, also a citizen of the United States, with full individual sovereignty as guaranteed by Amendments 9 and 10 in the Bill of Rights. But so-called naturalized citizens, or 14th Amendment citizens, are paramountly subject to all laws of the United States, and, having no status as freeborn citizens, have no access at all to the unenumerated rights retained for the people by Articles 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights. That's because, in order to get any rights at all, they had to subject themselves to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, which left them no unenumerated rights. The only rights they had were those specifically written into the Constitution. The sad tragedy of America today is that all U.S. citizens, regardless of race, are now 14th Amendment slaves due to contracts with the government of the United States through Social Security, birth certificates, driving licenses, citizenship statements, tax forms, and many other documents. The true paramount citizenship that all Americans deserve is that of their respective state, which is a sovereign citizenship. Such status would exempt them from federal and state income taxes, as well as property and inheritance taxes. This sovereign citizenship was the status held by our forefathers. Now, if you're still thinking that the U.S. government needs to have a central bank and collect income tax or it will collapse, think again. 
over two-thirds of the federal government's income is derived from sources other than income tax. There is even evidence suggesting that none of your income tax is used by the government. Fees, excise taxes, tariffs, sales taxes, and other forms of income have easily supported the U.S. budget in the past and could easily support it now. We have done without a national bank for large stretches of our history, and the U.S. Treasury is perfectly capable of printing and managing a money supply. In fact, the only constitutionally sanctioned currency is backed by gold or other precious metals. This is a far more stable form of currency and is the type of money the Treasury was designed to handle. The government was doing so well collecting money under these original laws that it had amassed a huge surplus by the time this cartoon was penned a hundred years later in 1887, when there still was no income tax collected at all. Up to this point, we have shown you how the money interests have, one, established the Federal Reserve System, and two, exploited a second class of citizenship created by the 14th Amendment for other purposes, and we have mentioned a few names involved in the creation of the Fed. But there are other organizations working for our economic enslavement as well along with other extremely rich and powerful international bankers, those who support the Fed have created a global movement to centralize economic power in various puppet organizations that preach peace and stability through some variation of socialism, but act aggressively to draw nations into a web of foreign debt and servitude to their agenda. The United Nations, the World Monetary Fund, and the Council on Foreign Relations are all committed to an agenda of world domination through manipulation of economic power. The Council on Foreign Relations openly admits to being a private club, yet it is the primary recruiting post in both international banking and the federal government of the United States. Richard Nixon, Nelson Rockefeller, John Foster Dulles, Dean Rusk, Alger Hiss, Robert S. McNamara, and every president since FDR, with the exception of John Kennedy, have been members of this exclusive club where super financiers and your elected representatives can mix freely and plan the next step in the consolidation of power in a new world order. You might need a passport for this one. It's Jay Holiday. And we got a special guest. Oh. And guess who? <laughs> Boss. You know, sometimes Boss. ladies, they move too fast and they choose the wrong one. Yeah. But if you like me, right. it just might take yours back. I'm with that. It might be possession. Believe that. Yeah. Talk to me on that. Find a way that you scream my name. But I thought that you ain't been clean Now you up in here with that flame Looking like you chose the wrong lover That's the wrong dude over and there, I baby I that you feel the same You see me, your expression change yeah. I don't want to reproach your disrespect So I text you, I gotta have you tonight <laughs> No, let's do it Like three o'clock, the way that you walk, so sexy. Ooh, the way that you 
If somebody says, be ye perfect, you'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is, this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. 
I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it. Because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously. It doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If your subconscious keeps making you make mistakes, it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G-O-D right now. I am master, able, and noble right now. That's your prayer for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you, supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... You, what do you mean, not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't, I, I, I ain't. I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win $20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible and the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book, write them numbers down. <laughs> and, 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 and carried him to the wind. Wait a minute, I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money, and he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What is you doing? You know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to? to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life. Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. 
I ain't got shit. It's okie doke. You know, I'm sick. It's okie doke. I don't know shit. It's okie doke. <laughs> quit, quit going for okie doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. It's the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. When you stop listening to your own truth, take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only. By desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and find out you might be 25 feet tall. That's a Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there. There will be days where you will ask yourself, where is all this going? What is the purpose? What is my purpose? In high school, I thought I'd discover my life's purpose when I could answer that age-old question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Nope. In college, I thought I would discover it when I could answer, what's your major? Not quite. I thought that maybe I'd discover it when I found a good job. Then I thought I just needed to get a few promotions. That didn't work either. I kept convincing myself that it was just over the horizon, around the next corner. Nothing worked, and it was really tearing me apart. Part of me kept pushing ahead to the next achievement, and the other part kept asking, is this all there is? 
I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. I realized one night in LA that the purpose of my life had always been to free people from concern. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. When you work towards something greater than yourself, you find meaning, you find purpose. When you keep people at the center of what you do, it can have an enormous impact. All life is interrelated. We are all bound together into a single garment of destiny. But under the sky, under the heaven, man, there is but one family. It just so happened, man, that people are different. That's the only thing that's important, really. Letting each other know we're here. Reminding each other that we're part of a larger self. Deep inside of you lives a hero who wants to do something great with your life, who wants to inspire other people, who wants to do creative work, who wants to change the world. Maybe you're so numbed out that you've forgotten who you truly are. The fact that you are alive today means there is a mighty call on your life to do something with the rest of your life. When you're convinced that your cause is right, have the courage to take a stand. Use your minds and hands and your hearts to build something bigger than yourselves. If you see a problem or an injustice, recognize that no one will fix it but you. A change in the world that seems so clear that you are sure someone else is going to do it. But they're not. You will. Ideas don't come out fully formed. They only become clear as you work on them. You just have to get started. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. I want to do good. I want the world to be better because I was here. I want my life I want my, my work, I want it to mean something. If you are not making someone else's life better, then you're wasting your time. When you wake up in the morning and your life means something to somebody other than you, that you have a purpose, if you don't go do the things that you're going to do, people's lives will suffer. To live in service, not to you, but to live in service to humanity, to live in service to your family, to your church, to your city, to your country, to the world, that is the purest form of joy. Tear down that mirror that makes you always look at yourself, and you will be able to look beyond that mirror, and you will see the millions of people that need your help. Reaching out and helping people will bring you more satisfaction than anything else you've ever done. Measure your impact on humanity, not in lives, but in the lives you touch. Not in popularity, but in the people you serve. There is so much out there conspiring to make you cynical. 
People will try to convince you that you should keep your empathy out of your career. Don't let that noise knock you off course. I found that my life got bigger when I stopped caring what other people thought about me. Yours will too. Stay focused on what really matters. When I look around, I always learn something, and that is to be always yourself and to express yourself, to have faith in yourself, to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly. That, my friend, is very hard to do. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. You will only ever have two choices, love or fear. Choose love and don't ever let fear turn you against your playful heart. Many things can contribute to our not approving our dreams, our not feeling good enough. A lot of things can contribute to that. Many of us never live up to our potential or don't approve ourselves because we never had anybody to believe in us. Looking at some of the things that keep us from approving ourselves, that we've all done some things that we don't feel good about. Things that if we had to do those things over again, we would not do those things. Or we would do things differently. So part of what we must do in order to begin to move into your greatness, you got to remove a major energy block. And that is dealing with the issue of forgiveness. People that have hurt you, someone who's done you wrong, make a list and things that you have done that you, you feel bad about, that you regret, make a list. There may be a time when you weren't a good father or a good mother or a good brother or sister or you, you were a bad child or you didn't do a good job or you lied or you were dishonest or you stole. No one knows this but you or something you feel good about, so you know, there's a real dog in me to do that. Something you just really regret. So we make a list of all those things. All of us have some of that. Somebody said there's some good in the worst of us and some bad in the best of us. So none of us escape. Now here's something I want you to do. I want you to become involved in an active process to get some clutter out of your life. So if there's any area in your life that you need to clean up, there's some people who's cluttering up your life. They serve no purpose whatsoever. They're just holding and occupying the space that somebody useful, positive, nurturing, and contributing could be holding that space. You don't even have time to look to see what else is out there because you all have all of these people surrounding you that's not in enabling you to grow. So look at what is it I need to get out of my life. Just start cleaning this stuff out. See, whatever you have in your environment is a reflection of your consciousness. So you got all that chaos there. That represents some disorganized, cluttered section of your mind. So let's get all that out of there, all right? Work to get that out, clean that up. Anybody that you feel very strongly about, have some negative feelings about, let's look at some good reasons to forgive them. Number one, you must try and see what has happened or see things from that other person's point of view. Let's look at it from their point of view. That's, that's one area. That's number one. Then number two, holding a grudge hurts you. It doesn't hurt them. 
So just for good health and peace of mind, let it go. Any feeling of resentment or anger or hatred is called to me the load of bitterness within. Every thought that we entertain produces a chemical in our brain that impacts the body's immune system. And besides, this person you're hating, they probably are not even aware of it. Don't even know you're really hating them. You've turned up the steam. Gone from dislike to hate, intense hate. And here you are killing yourself, making yourself vulnerable to various types of illnesses, putting yourself in bad health. And I say that person is not worth your sacrificing your health or one minute of peace of mind. One minute of anger robs you of 60 seconds of happiness. So decide it doesn't matter. Let it go and experience the dignity and the magnanimous sense of character of being big enough to move on and get on with your life. Letting it go so you can grow. See, we, all of us have greatness within us. But when you don't come to grips with your greatness and you don't work to develop it, if you're not seeking it out, if you're not finding where it is, if you're not trying to locate it, if you're not experimenting with your life to try and find out what fits for you, I'm saying that you're positioning yourself to be a miserable person, an unfulfilled person. How else do we do it? Procrastination. We just put things off over and over and over again. Why? Because we haven't accepted it. We don't feel deserving. We don't feel that we're good enough. So we sabotage ourselves by not ever taking care of business. We get real busy doing a lot of things where we don't have any time. We start doing so many things, we just give our time away until we don't have any time for ourselves or any time to do the things that we want to do. And every time you put it off and move it back, oh, I'll do it one day, oh yeah, I'm going to get to it. I'm saying to you that one day you look around and there goes a year, there goes two years, there goes three years. So is there something you want to do? Do it now. Do it right now. Don't put it off. Start right now where you are. There will never be a perfect ideal time. Whatever you have going for you right now, that's enough. Work on that idea. Work on it. Work on it. Work on it. Watch out with the relationships you have. What kind of person are you becoming because of the relationships that you have right now? Do those people contribute to you? Do they help you grow and develop yourself? What kind of person are you becoming? People who have not accepted greatness for themselves, these people don't study, ladies and gentlemen. These people don't study. They don't have time for personal growth and development. They don't have time to work on their minds. No, they don't have time for that. Too busy for that. To determine the height of your self-approval, it's important that you evaluate yourself because you know you quite well, but it's almost impossible to do it totally by yourself. You must get some caring feedback. Find somebody close enough to you that has observed you or been around you that you value their opinion and ask them how do they see you? How do they rate you in terms of your self-esteem? And then compare what you have with what they say. See, there are things many times that people can see in us that we can't see because it's a blind spot. When someone pays you a compliment, can you handle it well? Can you handle compliments well? That's a good barometer about your self-esteem. Can you handle criticism well? Can you give criticism? What are your expectations? What do you expect to get from life? What do you expect to get from your business? What do you expect to get from your relationships? What is your ideal day? What is
is it that you expect from this experience, this trip, this journey that you're involved in? People that, that have a strong sense of self-approval, they have high expectations for themselves and from life and from others. See, a lot of people don't expect much from life. So they don't shoot for much. They're not preparing for much. A lot of people are just showing up in life. A lot of people just get up in the morning and they go through the day, they go to the job just to pull a check down watching the clock coming in. So you want to be a different kind of person as you forward your life. You want to get something out of this. If you're going to do it, it's worth your time, your energy. You've got some expectations from this. So examine your expectations versus your wishes. So some people wish they could do better. But some people expect to do better. Where are you on that? And love yourself. Make caring for you the highest priority in your life. Take care of you. Look out for what truly satisfies you. We're not taught to love ourselves. We're not taught to look out for ourselves. We're not taught to take care of ourselves, to become sensitive to our wants, to our needs, our, our desires. So make a conscious effort. Make you number one priority. Your peace of mind, your health is more important than your family and any and everybody. Because if you don't have peace of mind, if you don't have your health, you can't serve anybody. Don't neglect yourself. A lot of us, and particularly ladies, have been groomed to be sacrificial lambs. Putting their dreams on the back burner in deference to their children's dreams or their husband's dreams or their family's dreams. And forget about themselves. Then become resentful and angry and bitter. So start taking care of yourself. Looking out for you. Develop a health plan. Your health is all you got. So start taking care of you. Eating nutritious meals, willing to exercise your body, taking care of this body, loving yourself. So do some good stuff for yourself on purpose. Take some time out for you. You can't develop and manifest your greatness. You can't be a high achiever if you don't feel good. You don't take care of yourself. It takes the edge off your life. It helps you to manage things rather than allowing them to manage you. Gives you more personal power to deal with stuff. Take care of you. Now here's something else I suggest for you. Become aware of what your needs are and develop compassion towards yourself despite your human defects. Develop compassion for yourself despite your human defects. You will never be perfect. Hello? You will never be perfect. You're human. You've made a lot of mistakes. You've done a lot of dumb, stupid things. Guess what? You're not through yet. You've got to learn to be gentle with yourself. Make it all right. What you don't know, the mistakes that you make. It's okay. Handle it. Learn from the experience. Decide that you are going to whatever you become involved in to be up front, to be true to yourself. Are you getting what you need out of it? And be upfront with people and tell them what you need from them. Don't assume that they know. Don't say, I thought you knew. No, tell people upfront, here's what I need from this in order for this to work for me. Be upfront with your stuff.
tell them up front so they're not surprised later on. So your feelings aren't hurt later on. See, if they tell you up front they can't do it, now you know you can keep on stepping. But tell people up front, here's what I want. In order for me to play this game with you, if we're going to dance, this is what i got to get out of it. See, if you don't take care of your needs, guess what? You will always have that nagging song in the back of your mind say, well, when do I get mine? See, we're taught to be quiet and not speak up for ourselves. And not to be selfish. If you don't take care of you, who do you think is going to take care of you? Who's going to look out for you better than you will? No one. No one's going to do that. You got a business? No one's going to take care of your business better than you. Nobody. Nobody. Anything you want to do in life, you've got to take ownership of it. And say, hey, I'm going to make this happen. Be willing to venture out and do something that you have fantasized about doing. And you know you probably won't be good at it, but do it anyhow. DipsetUSA.com. Yes. Go to booking at DipsetUSA.com. Yes. And make it happen if you're a promoter trying to get on. Mm -hmm. We only got about five more dates left. We got like 30 dates to go on the road. I'm very excited to go on the road with these brothers. I haven't been on the road since about 96 or oh, 97. Yeah. Now, I went on a tour tour, but I, it was different. My mind was all right. My mind was right this time. New York City, you know what time it is. Yeah. Jim Jones, Killer King, Joel Santana, Freaky Jiggy. Dipset 2015. Let's go. Yeah. We there, bro. I'm all about this movement I'm all about this bread And if I get caught slipping I can end up in the pit So bitch better have my money Nigga better have my money Bitch better have my money Nigga better have my money My friend baby mom in the morning tell him GM Kiss him on the floor take the keys to his beer I tell you got the code to his DM I head on the gram like hashtag free him I'm biased But all I got for these fools is papaya I just drove out the car, no liar I ain't talking music When I say I did shit, I'm biased Nick wasn't there No, it was with Tola Sipping on the crates Gun in the stroller I was selling coke, no joke, no cola Just made a cord of their love I'm all about this moonlight I'm all about this bread And if I get caught slipping I can end up in the fish I got bitches that can ship up with ego The men in Guinea had the best for ego and we just trying not to catch the Rico Remember what Mitch had heard from Rico Well niggas die every day, bitch Getting money, getting flies every day, bitch I pulled up on top of real baby And I was young when they tried to kill baby We kept them on style like whip rock All them on style like all them rich rocks Still doing hard in my flip-flops Summertime hopping out the Rory with the missing top I'm all about this moonlight I'm all about this bread And if I get caught slipping I can end up in the pit Bitch better have my money Nigga better have my money Nigga my money Bitch better have my money Nigga better have my money Nigga better have my money Nigga better have my money 
money shit So no matter what I get, I'm screaming more money, bitch More money coming in, more money spent Smelling like money, that's that more money scent AMG kick, that's that more money thing Knock, knock, open the door, I'm letting more money in She like, what's this more money shit? I'm like, the niggas that you with, I'm getting more money then Pockets full of Chuck E. Cheese, I'm under the money tree And I'm just catching all the leaves she just wanna feel the breeze, I just wanna on her knees, cold nigga, and it freeze. Uh, I'm all about this moonlight. You've been about this motherfucker. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit makemorecommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. I've always been interested in the occult. Occult is simply a word meaning hidden, and so much of our powers in this world and the way things work are, are hidden. And uh, the more one looks at this subject of how the world actually works, you begin to see that there's a magical system. And I'm telling you, there really is a magical system dominating the world of the Western civilization. To go to the basis, the fundamental foundation on which things sit in order to understand begin to see how magical use of words and terms and symbols are used, you need to start looking at the world of the occult in politics and religion. And the powers that be in this world have set up a world of symbols and emblems and terms and catchphrases. And it, once you understand how this system works, it's fascinating because for the first time the world opens up to you a whole new perspective on how government works on how banks work on how institutions and education it is very well planned organized and directed there is a hidden agenda so to speak and it's been my uh, desire to uncover this and once you begin to see the symbols and realize that the symbols for the national coats of arms for countries, the flags, the seals, the presidential seals, the emblems for the logos and emblems on corporate uh, corporations, especially the, uh, the, the corporate emblems for motion pictures and television companies like Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS has the eye. The Colombian uh, system goes back to the Colombian faction of the Illuminati back in the early 1700s, not the late 1700s. And I set up a system of merchant banking and had their Phoenician Canaanite symbols and words connected to their societies, their banking societies. We're talking about in the Middle, in the middle East. And then through the Greece and ultimately through Rome and then into Britannia and ultimately into this country comes an ancient druidic Phoenician Canaanite magical system of finance, government, education, and all of it is right in front of you. But if you don't understand what the words are and what the words mean, you're never going to figure out how uh, this stuff works. And incidentally, where, where do you find a bank? We go to banks all the time. Where do you find a bank? Banks are on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. What does a river bank do? It directs the flow of the current sea. Your money is referred to as the current sea. This is why when you go to court, you have the current L 
electricity because it's the juice. And if you don't have the juice, you don't have it. So if you don't have the juice, you can't capitalize. And the capital is a Latin word meaning money. Consequently, Caesar ruled from what was referred to in history books, Caesar ruled from up on the hill. It was called Capitol Hill, Capitoline Hill, with the Senate. You need to understand that Washington, D.C., as a Jesuit Catholic establishment under international maritime admiralty law, and once you begin to see how the system of the ancient uh, Catholic system the Jesuits, the ancient Roman Empire, the Phoenician Canaanite banking system is all part of a world-dominating system. Again, I'm saying you better do your homework. You need to understand that according to the old Phoenician Canaanite system, which we call today our judicial education on judicial system, there is no law in this country or in the Western world no law, federal, state, county, city, commercial, it makes no difference. There is no law on the books anywhere in this country that applies to you as an individual creature. There is no law. They have no control over you, your flesh and blood self. But somebody has to control this show. And so consequently, the ancient Phoenician Canaanites developed a, new, a system by which they would assign to every person a second you. And this is the way it works in America. There is two of you. Consequently, the system has made each one of you a corporation. And how, how now do you distinguish which one, uh, when someone's addressing you, that they're addressing you as the one that your mother gave birth to or the corporate you. For every piece of important bills, insurance, driver's license, identification, uh, taxes, I don't care what it is. If it's a piece of business, period, in any kind of way, shape, or form, your name must, by law, international maritime admiralty banking law your name must appear in all capital letters when you sign your name upper and lower case that is applying to your body your your flesh and blood self is spelled according to british and american law upper and lower case capital letter lower case that's you your personal self there is no law that can be applied to an upper and lowercase name, period. Pass and read on a check what, what is said where you sign your name. That's why the attorneys tell you, you better check the small print. The Bible of Business on the Earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law, on the Roman Canon Law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops in its call in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth,
the first thing the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much are you bringing into our economy? So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here. What are you doing? Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water. Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest, because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore, you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws, the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market. Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only costs you, sometimes it's free, it only, only costs you a few dollars, order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept, if not on full color security paper. Then on the right-hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers, printed on the, on the birth certificate. Those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange. You go to any good stock uh, office and ask them, check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth, the certificate. And they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you, your birth certificate, is a stock on the stock exchange in America. Why? Because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. Greatest single enemy to this totalitarian system is a free people. A free people who can do their own thinking, investigate everything, and have the ability to, to confront the powers that be. And of course we were called, America was called the land of the free and the home of the brave. We are not free and we are not brave. No one would accept the program, entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that 
As a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. The human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet, you are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it, I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My key. There are people that's awake, and there's people asleep. Now. Most people on this planet are asleep. So, let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. We, it used to they say 5%. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, 
what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down you're going to try to give them a message. Now, <laughs> have you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They move in, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty. They can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior, mm. whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now, even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks of the last year. I'll guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I ask everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special, and you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was, and it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school, and I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends. One of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, "Well, how do you how do you feel, man? You you've edu- you educated yourself." I said, "Man, I don't feel shit." I didn't know at the time, I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew, I felt empty. Now, it was, it was, you know, it was a couple of years later that what I was missing, I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? But I, I, but, but I knew something was wrong, you see, and that's what it is. You, you always thought that you was, you, you, that, that something was missing. And that's why, is that because you were 
you, you were gravitating above the root shop. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. All right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. Uh, for those of you who are just now tuning in, we did not start the show until, what time did we start the show tonight? That had been 6.30, 7.30 Eastern, okay? So, uh, you haven't missed much. Welcome to the show. We're live. Today is June the 30th, 2019. Welcome to the show. Um, I've had quite the weekend, man. I just got back in town celebrating my, my birthday. And um appreciate everybody who took the time out to uh, send me some, some love for my birthday. And, um, you know, Hopefully, when your day comes around, I I know what your day is, and I can highlight at you. So I appreciate everybody, man. That's always it's always good to get that kind of love. So peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. Um, tonight we're not gonna be too long tonight, but I, I have some things that I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, and hopefully y'all will be able to follow along, and we'll go to the call lines if you want to holler at me. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four. By the way, by the way, I'm back on the on the scene. And if you need to get with me or book a consultation, this is the week to do it. If I've got a uh, past consultation with you, we didn't catch up, or you got anything out there that you haven't received, make sure you reach out to me. I got some IDs going out, some herbs going out this week to some people. Uh, we got so we got some orders that are going out. So if you're behind and you haven't received your order yet, make sure you reach out so we can get you a tracking number, get you up to date. All right. All right. So with that said, let's get into it tonight, right? Oh, by the way, I think Jonah's going to be doing a seminar uh, solo in Atlanta coming up. So if you want to register for that, make sure you go to JonahBay.com. So you can get in on that seminar. Alright, I will be doing a credit seminar soon Most people ask me about that And we're working on our next date uh, For a nationality seminar For Jonah and myself So I'll let y'all know it should be at the end of July Okay, we're looking at either uh, The Midwest Or we're going to go to the East Coast So we come, we're definitely coming back to New York We're going to be in Chicago uh, We're also going to Where else is we going Oh, L.A. We'll be in L.A. Got all about L.A. Yeah, so we're going to do L.A. too. So we're going to be hitting a few more cities before the end of the summer. You know, and then we're going to hiatus. So make sure you come out to them nationality seminars before we end the year. All right, so with that being said, let's get into it. Tonight we're talking about jurisdictions, jurisdictions and political subdivisions. Now, this is interesting, right, because I was... You know, doing a lot of traveling, and when I'm driving, I tend to see a lot, and I mean a lot of land. You know, you'd be surprised how much land we got when you step outside the city, of any city. You'd be like, damn, it's a lot of land out here. Okay. Now, one of the things that always, and I mean always, strikes me about, you know, the little counties and the towns that you would drive through, townships and all that shit is that they all have their own police force, right? They all have 
their own jurisdiction, right? And, you know, when you do an injunction, you know, if you travel through different jurisdictions, you would obviously do an injunction for each jurisdiction that you travel through. So, you know, it got me to thinking about, you know, jurisdictions, but not only jurisdictions, but what are political subdivisions in the, in the aspect of there's so much land, right, that's for sale. There, there are literally are towns that you can drive through that are nobody lives in that are for sale that you can purchase and create your own jurisdiction under the Constitution, of course. But you can become your own political subdivision. Right? Now, a lot of people say, well, why would you want to do that, right? But believe it or not, it happens all the time. And one of the things about political subdivisions is that it gives you the opportunity to create business, to build your own schools, to have community, right? To do things properly. Now, I want to give you some definitions because we've got to have some working definitions for you to be able to fully grasp a jurisdiction because if you ever rode through a town nigga and got a traffic ticket in a different jurisdiction right or how about this have you ever been in another state and got pulled over right with out of state tags and it's too much of a hassle for them to run your tags and do all of that but they let you go because right maybe you did have a warrant in your city but it's not in their jurisdiction Right? So they say, we got to let this guy go. Okay? So, when you think about jurisdiction, ask yourself this. When I roll through different towns, am I subject to those particular statutes of that town? What would make me subject to that certain political subdivision? Now, political subdivisions. Let me just let me out. Here we go. Political subdivisions are created by the state to help fulfill their obligations. Political subdivisions include counties, towns, cities, villages, special districts such as school districts, water districts, park districts, and airport districts. Why do you think airport got their own police? Why do you think you could have neighborhood watch in your neighborhood and police your own neighborhood? That could become a political subdivision. Now, political subdivision is a separate legal entity of the state. So, uh, I'm going to try to get that. A political subdivision is not part of the state. So, Every time you drive through a little town that is a different political subdivision, it is not part of the state. Don't tell them where you live. Now, just a second, yeah, we're gonna, I love the music, but we're going to turn down this and not turn off. All right. All right. So, a political subdivision is not part of the state. Now, the term 
ordinarily includes a county, right? It also includes a school district. So think about that. So school districts are political subdivisions, which means that a school within the bounds of its own rules, right, can do what it chooses to do. Now, let's look. I want to. I want to make sure that that we go as deep as we can here. Okay. So let me pull this up because I want y'all to understand that there are different types of subdivisions, right? Now, political divisions of the United States, right? And when we talk about political subdivisions, right, of the United States, you they're all over. Every time you walk into a different state, you have a body politic. Now, let me pull that up because I want you all to understand what a body politic is. A body politic, we were just talking about this, are the people of a nation, a state, or a society considered collectively as organized groups of citizens. Now, the body politic is a medieval metaphor that likens a nation to a corporation. You know, we live in a body politic. You live in a body politic inside of a body politic inside of a body politic. Okay? Now, this body politic has serious historical repercussions. Okay? And this goes all the way back to the crown. Now, as a legal entity, the crown, as executive, is regarded as the corporation's soul. This is where you get your corpse sold from, right? Or they also call it the aggregate. Now, in case you don't know, an aggregate is a legal person. Okay? A legal person in the legal context, typically a person or a legal entity. Okay? So whether human or non-human, this is recognized as having certain privileges and obligations, such as the legal capacity, there's the contract to sue and to be sued. Doesn't that sound like a 14th Amendment to you? The legal person is ambiguous because it is often used as a synonym of terms that refer only to non-human legal entities, specifically in contradiction, contradistinction, excuse me, to natural person. Right? So you, you get that a lot. Niggas will go in. I'm a natural person. Good. But are you not the illegals? Or are you the illegals? Are you the advocate? Okay, so this is your corporate entity. Now, I want to pull something up here because I want y'all to, to really get this here. Because people ask me all the time, well, if I just organize with, you know, other people of like mind, can we be a body politic? How can you be a body politic, right? Like, what does that really consist of? when we really get down to it, right? Like, overall. Okay. Now, if you're collecting, right, let's just say that you go around and you deal with multiple people, right, and, and you collect, let's say, UCCs, right, and you put people under your UCCs, right, because we've known people who've done this shit, right, does that make a body politic? No, not necessarily. Right? Now, your church is a body politic. 
But your church being under a 501c3 is a body politic under a body politic. You understand? See, they really don't want y'all to really get deep into this, especially when we start talking about jurisdiction, right? So I got a case that I was looking at, and I thought it was a pretty interesting case. I'm going I'm to read a little bit of it to you because this deals directly with jurisdiction within a body politic, right? And then it explains, this was a lot, right? So when you get time, you know, I can go check this out. Okay, now this case is uh, Moore versus Alameda, okay? <clears throat> and we're talking about jurisdiction here. Now remind yourself that every time you step into a different jurisdiction, you're operating under different rules of that jurisdiction, depending on who you are. So that particular body politic, those People organize together under that collect. Sometimes they call it collective, uh, collective uh, reasoning, right? Collective bargaining, bargaining agreement, shit like that, right? Niggas come together, right? So under that body politic, if you're subject to that, to them codes and statutes, them laws, right, and not your own body politic. That could be detrimental to you. Now, let's take these Native Americans, for example, right? Because before I get into this case, I want to let me pull this up. Let's go to okay, because I, I want to pull this up because I, I think that this is also important to that we look at this. A reservation. Now, an Indian reservation is a legal designation for an area of land managed by a federally recognized Native American tribe under the Bureau of Indian Affairs rather than the state government of the United States in which they are physically located. Now, Indian reservations, every time we look at an Indian reservation, what we're really talking about is government land, right? This is land that's under the government. Right? This is land that these so-called Native Americans don't own. So even though they appear to be a body politic in a tribe on land, it's still governed under the rules of somebody else. Isn't that interesting? So when you get these moors, right, especially the ones that who, who do the Moorish science temple thing, right? That's a, that's an issue because when you get these guys who, you know, they, they walk around and say their nationality is Moorish American, right? That technically is not a nationality, and, you know, and, and then you saying that you're a United States citizen. Citizens, residents, Right? All of them fall under body politics. Now I'm going to read something for you. Okay. And if y'all want to get this document, I'll make it available to y'all. Okay. But this document, and, and it's called Citizens, Residents, and the Body Politics. Okay. And, and, and it pretty much deals with a century worth of policies 
that they've made over this whole thing about body politics. Okay? I'm going to read a little excerpt out of this. It says that in individual congressional districts, the picture of changing America is still more pronounced. More than a quarter of the population in California's 34th district is now comprised of non-citizens, including both lawful and permanent residents and undocumented residents. A percentage similar to Florida's 27th district and New York's 14th district, among others. Twelve California municipalities have populations that are a majority non-citizen. So now you're getting political subdivisions or people who not even um, are contributing to those subdivisions. This is what they're telling you. Nigga, they're not even residents. They just, they just here. The impact of globalization, this is what they're calling the shit when niggas is moving in over here, okay, increasingly transient populations only promise to accelerate these changes in our composition and self-conception. Ultimately, the question of non-citizen enfranchisement provides a singularly powerful lens for understanding the boundaries of we the people, of counting and being counted in a Republican or Democratic society. Isn't that interesting? Now, let me pull up this document, and we're going to look at this because I want you all to get this case and go read it. Moore versus Alameda, 1973. Now, the petitioners Moore and Rundle brought damages for actions in a district court against respondents, several law enforcement officers in Alameda County. Against the county, they alleged federal clauses of, causes of action under the Civil Rights Act, 1871, 42 U.S.C., 1983, and 1988, and pendant state claims under the state tort claim statute the federal as well as the state causes of action being grounded on the theory that the county have vicariously liable under the state law for the officer's acts. Both petitioners allege that the federal jurisdiction under 28 U.S.C. 1343 and more, additionally on diversity grounds. The county to dismiss in each case contending that as to the civil rights claims, it was not, listen to this closely, the county moved to dismiss the case here it goes. Listen, they used Civil Rights Act, and they said that it was not a suable person. Okay, and absent of the claim as to which there exists an independent basis of a federal jurisdiction, application of dependent jurisdiction doctrine with respect to the state laws claims would be inappropriate, and that in more suit, it was not a citizen for federal diversity purposes. The district court granted the motions to dismiss in the course of appeal upon, and they held that number one, section 1988, as of the um, that's the uh, Civil Rights Act. Okay, and remember, they wrote that shit for certain jurisdictions to apply to certain entities, right? To also keep you from getting a real remedy. So section 1988, as is clear from its legislative history, does not independently create a federal cause of action for the violation of federal civil rights. And to apply that provision here is imposing vicarious liability upon the county, which would contravene the holding in Monroe versus Pape. So I want y'all to really understand what I'm saying to y'all, because this might get a little confusing what I'm talking about here. Okay? As you roll through certain towns, certain cities, 
certain jurisdictions, your ass will get pulled over sometimes. Sometimes you might get discriminated against, as these cats did. Right? Then they went in and tried to use the jurisdiction of the federal courts. And they tried to say, well, we got civil rights. They told them, no, you don't. And they brought the Act of 1871 out. You know, when they did the Organic Act of 1871, they also did the Civil Rights Act of 1871. They had to give these corporations rights. Now, number two, even assuming, arguendo, that the district court had judicial power to exercise pendant jurisdiction over the petitioner's state law claims, which would require the county to be brought in as a new party of the defendant. See that? See, you got to sue the county. You got to sue the county. So when you're dealing even in situations where you don't know what jurisdiction to sue, to deal with, you need to deal with the county. The county has to be brought in as a party. The state cannot be brought in, right? They they give themselves immunity. See, against which petitioners could not state a federally recognizable claim in addition to the individual defendants against whom they could assert a claim. And the court did not abuse its discretion in exercising the power in view of the unsettled questions of law that would have been called upon to resolve and the likelihood of jury confusing resulting from 411 uh, U.S. Uh, 693. Okay. See, I, I want y'all to really take some time to go through this case, right, because they told them in a, in a very short way, they told them, no, you're using the wrong jurisdiction. See, this case raises three distinct questions, okay, concerning the scope of federal jurisdiction. And the court says, we're called to decide whether a federal cause of action lies against the municipality under 42 U.S.C. for the actions of its officers, which violate an individual's federal civil rights where the municipality is subject to such liability under state law. In addition, we must decide whether in a federal civil rights suit brought against a municipality, police officers, a federal court may refuse to exercise pendant jurisdiction over a state law claim against a municipality based on a theory of vicarious liability, and whether a county of the state of California is a citizen of the state for purposes of federal diversity jurisdiction. Now they, they look, that's how you know they made your state the first 14th Amendment citizen. Right there. Threw them under that jurisdiction. Because under diversity of citizenship, it's diversity. It's diverse. Nigga, we diversified our portfolio. Corporations could be people too. Nigga, they got rights too. Sir? Now, <clears throat> in February 1970, the petitioner Moore and Rundle filed separate actions in the district court for the Northern District of California seeking to recover actual and punitive damages for injuries alleged suffered by officers to them for wrongful discharge of a shotgun. Okay? This is an Alameda deputy sheriff who engaged in uh, what they call a civil disturbance. Now, in their complaint, the petitioners named the deputy sheriff plus three other deputies, the sheriff, the county of Alameda, as defendants. 
right? And there's some other people who was unnamed. Now, the, the complaint alleges both the federal and state causes of action. The federal cause of action against the, the individual defendants were based on allegations of conspiracy and intent to deprive petitioners of their constitutional rights of free speech and assembly and to be secure from the deprivation of life and liberty without due process of law. So the federal cause of action against the individual defendant, they raised it under what they call inter alia, okay, 42 U.S.C. And then as to the county, both the federal and the state uh, law claims were predicated on the contention that under the California Tort Claims Act, of 1963, Code 815.2, the county was vicariously liable for the acts of its deputies and sheriffs committed in violation of federal of the Federal Civil Rights Act. The federal cause of action against the county were based on 42 U.S.C. 1983 and 1988, and thus jurisdiction was also alleged to exist with respect to these claims under 28 U.S.C. And both petitioners argued before the district court that it had authority to hear their state law claims against the county under the doctrine of dependent jurisdiction. So in addition to the Moore, who alleged that he was a citizen of Illinois, he asserted in his complaint that the district court also had jurisdiction over his state law claim against the county and on the basis of diversity of citizenship. So initially, the defendants answered to both complaints, denying liability, Although the county admitted it had consented to be sued. Thereafter, the county, arguing lack of jurisdiction, moved to dismiss all of the claims in the Ronald suit and to dismiss the federal claims in the Moore suit. So the county relied upon the court's decision as having resolved that the municipality is not a person within the meaning of 42 USC. And on the basis alone, it considered the civil rights claim against it to be barred. Moreover, in Rundle, the county argued that since there was before the district court no claim against the county as to which there existed an independent basis of a federal jurisdiction, it would be inappropriate to exercise pendant jurisdiction over a state law claim against it. And they told them, nigga, you're supposed to go on a tort claim, a tort court. They even gave them the actual tort. Go into the tort. See, when you understand jurisdiction, you understand also what courts to go into, where to get your remedy. Initially, the defendants answered these complaints. So if the county gave them permission to sue, that means the county recognized the fact that they was in the wrong. And they said, hey, y'all come get your money over here if y'all know what to do. See, the district court agreed with the county's arguments and granted the motion to dismiss them. It, however, postponed the ruling in the Moore case pending consideration of possible diversity jurisdiction over state law. Okay, so subsequently, the county sought to have the state law claim in Moore dismissed on the basis that it was not a citizen of California for purposes of diversity of citizenship. While while this motion was pending, a motion for reconsideration of the uh, order dismissing the county was filed in the Rundle case. So following the argument with respect to the jurisdiction issues, the district court entered an order uh, holding that there was no diversity of jurisdiction. 
son. So upon request of the petition of the district court finding, quote, no just reason for delay into the final judgment in both suits with respect to the county. Okay, and they use Federal Rules of Civil Procedure uh, 54. So the two cases were then consolidated for the purpose of appeal, okay? So now they took cases from different jurisdictions and they consolidated the shit for an appeal, right? So they can write an appeal about both cases. And the Court of Appeals of the Ninth Circuit Court affirmed that the district court with respect to all three issues raised by the two cases, 458 uh, 1217, okay, says in addition to rejecting the petitioner's argument concerning the existence of the petitioner's jurisdiction and, di- and diversity jurisdiction over the state law claims, the Court of Appeals disagreed, in particular with the petitioner's contention that in 1988 alone, that, excuse me, that 1988 of, um, of, what is that, 1988 of 42 USC, okay, I want to make sure that y'all get that down, okay? So they basically established that the federal cause of action against the county for their injuries on the basis of California law was created, uh, you know, basically without equity. So so there was, there was what they call vicarious liability against the county. Nigga, you got to go back and sue the county. You got to go back and bring your cause of action against the county. And if you didn't do that, right, in that jurisdiction, then you're not getting the money. This is a long case, so I'm not going to take all night to read it, but I want y'all to get the basis of it, because when we're talking about jurisdiction, what we're really talking about, right, are different political subdivisions. So if you are injured by a cop, right, harassed, your rights are violated, you need to understand which jurisdiction to properly go into court in. Which equity court are you suing in? It's called a tort claim. To go to the counties for the reason, for a reason. You know the counties are the oldest things around. This is why we go to the counties. The ancestors set the counties up. Okay, so. Let's give you another working definition. All right. Jurisdiction. From the Latin word iuris, iuris, the Latin word is eurus. Here we go. Meaning law. Okay? Meaning to speak. It's the practical authority granted to a legal body to administer justice within a defined field of responsibility. Okay? In federations like the United States, areas of jurisdiction apply to local, state, and federal levels. The court has jurisdiction to apply federal law. Okay. Now, colloquially, as they say, and let me or colloquialism, okay, in a linguistic phrase, is usually referred to the geographical area to which such authority applies. The court has jurisdiction over all of 
Colorado or this state or that state, right? So the legal term refers only to the grand authority, not to a geographical area. Now, jurisdiction draws its substance from international law. Have you ever been to a state where the, there's one police department that governs the whole state? No. You haven't. For niggas who live in New York, don't, does, does Queens have the same police that Brooklyn has? What about California? Does LAPD ride up and be arrested niggas in Orange County? What about um, niggas who live uh, in Detroit? Do the cops from Canada come, come over across the border? And give you a ticket on, on the Michigan side? No, because all this shit's based on fucking jurisdiction and areas and territories. Yo, there is a piece of land, right? There's a place here called Unity Village. It's a pretty big piece of land. They got maybe about, they got something like 400 acres. It's crazy. I ain't even gonna lie. It's pretty fucking crazy. So all this land they got, they got their own fire department. They got their own police station. Excuse me. They got their own police department. They got all their own shit. Right? So, they govern themselves. The, the, the This local cops, real close. The local police don't fuck with them. Right? And they own their own land. Now, the primary distinction between areas of jurisdiction are codified. At a national level, okay? So, I want y'all to really think about this. So, we in a common law system okay, where jurisdiction is conceptually divided between jurisdiction over subject matter, right? They call this in-rim. This is how you have a, what they call in-rim jurisdiction. So, a court may use jurisdiction over property, Located within a perimeter of his powers without regard to personal jurisdiction over the litigant. This is why Dude went in and tried to use in the case the shit and say that he was a citizen and then tried to use the federal law and then he didn't know that they had immunity. They go around and say, nigga, you can't sue the government in the state, nigga. We don't, we don't, we don't nigga. Go sue the county. Fuck out of here. So, a court whose subject matter jurisdiction is limited to certain types of controversies, for example, suits in admiralty, right, or suits where the monetary amount sought is less than a specified sum, is sometimes referred to as a court of special jurisdiction or a court of limited jurisdiction. What type of jurisdiction is you in? Is it lim- is it limited? Is it special? Right? They all they all different jurisdictions. And you know what's really interesting about these different jurisdictions? You should ask yourself, right? Because jurisdictions are privately held, most of them. Who owns these things? Right? How do you? Create your own political subdivision. You know, I, I got a lot of respect for Jewish people because they got the game pretty well figured out, right? These people have their own political divisions. They operate in their own communities, right? 
They got their own system of how they do things. And believe it or not, whether you like it or not, it is a correct system to follow. It's actually your system in many ways. You ever seen a Jew in jail? No. You ever seen a uh uh motherfucking one of them uh Indians in jail? These people come over here and create their own communities. Right? Within. They buy land and they create their communities within. They create their own jurisdictions. Now, it's also necessary to distinguish between original jurisdiction in court and appellate jurisdiction. So a court of original jurisdiction has the power to hear cases that are initiated by a plaintiff. While a court of appellate jurisdiction may only hear action after the court of original jurisdiction. For, so, for example, right, in the United States federal courts, the United States district court have original jurisdiction over a number of different matters. Right? But the United States courts of appeals have appellate jurisdiction over different matters. Right? That's appeal from the district court. Okay? Then the U.S. Supreme Court has appellate jurisdiction over the Court of Appeals, as well as the state Supreme Courts. I mean, they call that the writ of Satoria. Right? So, in special cases, the United States Supreme Court has the power to exercise original jurisdiction. They do that shit under 28 U.S.C., right? I want y'all to really see, I'm pointing out not only am I pointing out political subdivisions for you, but I'm pointing out jurisdiction because it's important for you to understand that based on what jurisdiction you operate in, will also decide the political subdivision. It also decide the jurisdiction that, that you go into in a courtroom. Okay? It's like if you commit a small crime in a state versus a large crime. They send your ass to a bigger... Uh, Jurisdictional court We got more jurisdiction to deal With your 14th Amendment crime You ever wonder I mean let's, think of, let's, keep, let's keep it real Have you ever wondered why The same court They pull you into for traffic court Is not the same court That you have to go into For child support or Same court that you would go into If a nigga robbed the bank Right them all different courts why? Why? Why are they holding different jurisdictions? Right? Just like in that case, they wanted to treat the state as a citizen for the purposes of jurisdiction, where the state's got immunity. Now, let's talk about franchise jurisdiction, right? Because in the history of the English common law jurisdiction could be held as a form of property, or more precisely, a what they call an incorporal hereditament, right? So in, in laws, when some shit gets passed down, right? Incorporal uh, hereditament, right? Or the sense, right? Which basically, you know, they're handled by by the body, right? Incorporated and not the subject of sensation, and they can either be Seen nor handled So it, it, it's a kind of property That could be inherited Right So the example of corporal Redmond is land that's held in freehold 
Right, so that's a fee simple relationship, okay? Freehold ownership, right? Basically, it's real estate and land that's owned in common law countries, right? When it has the highest possible uh, ownership interest that can be held. This is your allodial title. This is a fee simple relationship. So, in some jurisdictions, there are fee simple relationships, which means I own my shit, I can do what I want with it. All right, so just give me our idea tonight of jurisdiction versus political subdivision because we all operate in them every time we step out the house, move from one county to the next, right? Fly from one city to the next. You operate in divisions. If you walk into a federal building, you are now in that political subdivision in that jurisdiction. You walk into a federal courthouse. If you walk into a baseball stadium, you walk into your mama's house. You're in a different political subdivision. Our rules go down in that house. But guess what? If she don't own that land, she's up under somebody else's jurisdiction. You see how this thing applies? You, you can really, really, really use this in all aspects of life, like nigga, literally. Jurisdiction applies across the board. So go back and take a look at the case that I brought up tonight. Right? It's a very long case. That's why I didn't go all the way into it. But I just want y'all to see. Even in court cases, they tell you. Know your jurisdiction. Who are you suing? These dudes are trying to sue the state because they going through jurisdictions and get harassed by a cop and get shot at. So they turn, they survived it. You turn around and sue. And they told them, no, you need to go through the county. You're not even suing the right jurisdiction. This political subdivision is immune. <clears throat> All right. So with that being said, we got a lot of people on the call line. I'm going to go to the call lines and see what's happening tonight. 347-989-0194. Let's get to it. 719-301. You're on the bottom line. What's going on? Peace, peace, peace to the God, Joey. How you doing, What's up, bro? bro? Peace to the God. Magnificent. Man, you just clarified so much. Now I can see, I can connect the dot with with the nationality, our the the our religious assembly. Uh, everything just, I see, I see what you guys. I really, I, I, I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, I mean, see, see, is this, right, man? Listen, man, people operate in this country under the Constitution um, and religion. Those are the basis, the foundation of law in this country. So, if we talk about jurisdiction, most people set their jurisdictions up under the basis of either religion or some principle of law. You know, right. Without that, you don't have it. Without that, without that, you, you don't have community. You don't have um, groups of people. You know who organize with each other. You don't have none of that. Yes, yes, yes. Got you. So regarding the topic, you know, black folks got such a problem. Nigga, we go to church all day long, but we're not mm-hmm. looking at 
aspect of okay, we we because you know do you know that if you're a member of a church and that church has a tax exemption, they're supposed to give each one of their members a tax exemption. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yep. That is part of the body politic, but they can't do that. Not under the way that they're doing it. Why? Because they're a body politic under a different jurisdiction. Not their own. Uh, they're under the U.S. Uh, depending on how a church rests, you know. So they really don't... So, yeah, man. Right, okay. So they don't get to say anybody. The state, they made the state U.S. citizens. And so they protect those states. They love to be protected real well. That's why I tell people, man, go back and listen to them old shows, man, that Jonah did, man. He he brought up all the shit on tour. You know what I'm saying? And and if if you're real about protecting your rights, all these cases are in the public online. You can learn how to how to actually do a suit. You can go read this case and know how to do a suit. In California, they just told you how to do a tort claim. And they told you which which one to do it under. And they told you who to sue. They told you to make you had to make the county a party. Right. Right. But with that man, so what's good? But with that type of suit, when you make the county a party, do you... Now, I don't know how to put this question. Do you go after their bond first, or you sue well, the see, 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 in the county? See, see, the thing is, it, de- it depends on what your county's rules are. Because more, I, more than likely, mm-hmm. when, when you okay. see... See, see y'all, y'all look at it like this. When you're suing, that's technically what you're doing is going after the bond. You have to name all of the parties. You have to name the parties and their responsible right. parties if there are any, right? And yeah. I would think that as as part of winning the suit, that will be what you're going after. I, I'm going after the amount of whatever that bond is in court. Uh, and if I win, and, and, and if I win, the county will relinquish that to me. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Wow. Okay. Man, there's a lot of people who don't got paid out, dog. Look at that. Huh. So they just keep these cases sealed and whatnot. Yep. Well, I wouldn't even say that they keep them sealed because, I mean, just the case I read today was it's online. It's not it's not a sealed case. Right. Right. Now it was it was a it was a case from quite a while ago. So you know what they do is sometimes they'll keep shit sealed until they change the the statute or whatever, and then they'll release it. And then your ass got to go find that statute. Got it. Right. Got whatever. It. You know, if you if you if you use a statute, you know what I mean. You know, yeah. I, I I like to stick to the Constitution. They that shit don't change. You know, they can do all of the um, amendments they want to it, but I will mm. still use the original ones. So. Right. Right. You know, and if you I, like, I like county, foundational shit, man. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you sue in the county, you do the administrative process first, right? You did it. If you sue in anybody. Gotcha. That's just protocol. That's basic foundation. Yeah, stuff. yeah, you know, you know, like old boy, you said a gentleman gives notice. You know, a gentleman Got always it. gives notice, you know. So you always give notice when you, when you're coming in. You know, I'm 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 coming through the door. That's the whole purpose 
of doing a UCC one and then doing a doing a non UCC. A UCC uh, is just giving notice. A non UCC right. is actually right. showing up, doing the link. So, you know, yeah, give notice. Got it. So, does any of this regarding uh, uh, a body politic, the religious, the national, does this have anything to do with creating your own tribe and things like that? Like for your own well, federal tribe? So, just so, 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 here, here, well, here's, here's the thing. Number one, if you are thinking about creating a federally recognized tribe, then that means that you're looking at going under the Bureau of Indian Affairs, bam, and okay. making that yeah. tribe and making yeah. that tribe Fourteenth Amendment. Okay. So, if you're really truly honoring your ancestors, then your ancestors mm-hmm. are outside of that system. Always was. So, so basically, if you, if, let me put it like this for you. Hold on, let me put it to you like this. All right. All right, all right, all right. If 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 your ancestors were Washita, right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know that, then mm-hmm. everybody in your family is is Washita mm-hmm. from that side of your family. Mm-hmm. You already have a tribe. Y'all are just have not collectively sat down together and put together a uh, private uh, and private okay. come together to to protect your rights. Uh, under the Constitution, okay. y'all haven't effectively done those things. Okay, which ties back to the lesson of today. So basically, what it is really, the bottom line is, we're basically going back to the way it was before the Confederate War, the Civil War, all that trading companies come in here. Well, you know, you know, you know that's funny that you say that, right? Because even when they was coming over here. You got to remember, we were still doing business with them. Right. Right. right we were doing right. business with them. But, but remember, we held the government up until 1860. Yeah. Yeah. We held the government for a very long time. So that ought to tell you that we was already collectively together some type yes. of way. Yeah. Right? Yes. Now, yes. remember, remember, the, the tribes who wanted federal protection. Now, mm-hmm. if I was to pull the document for you, it talks about nationality, and it talks about being federally protected, that's who you give it, your allegiance to. Oh, so those right. Tribes have given, those tribes, and who you give your allegiance to is a very important thing. So those tribes have given uh, their allegiance to a federally recognized program under the government. Got it. Under the, under the federal Amen. government, which which effectively yeah. makes them 14th Amendment, versus right. if you are going to use your supreme laws, which your ancestors knew to, to give to you, to use, right? You, and you right. collectively, listen, under the Constitution, you can yeah. have the power to assemble, right? Yes. I'm assembling. Me and my people, we, we will peacefully assemble together. Mm-hmm. For the the purpose of expanding our commerce within the global world and the known United States, you know what I'm saying? For the purpose of uplifting all people. So right. it, it don't matter. You come together with your people, bro. Even if gotcha. it's five or six of y'all, y'all come together, y'all create right. a trust, and y'all become recognized as who you are. Nobody can ever tell mm-hmm. you who you are or who you ain't. 
That's man, one of the first I love y'all, that I had to remember. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but, like, like, keep it real. That's one of the first things about nationality that I had to, I had to really get down, and I, and I remember to this day, is that, bro, you know, people will come and they'll say, well, you know, when, when I become a national, you know, or if I do mm-hmm. my nationality, you know, how, you know, how does it work, or, or how, or you know, or who, who gives me my name, or you know, or this or that. And they realize it's a journey for yourself. And once you understand yeah. the laws, then you implement that stuff with a group of people, man, who you can do proper trust with. Hmm. Okay. Let's keep okay. it real. Let's, let's let's keep it real, dog. Black people are have some serious fucked up issues right now, and there's no way, nigga. Listen, nigga, you can create your own tribe. You could be doing business under your trust, and and you might have four <laughs> niggas who's down. With you, and everybody else who you run into might think that you're crazy. That's how it already is. Right? That's how it basically already it, is. It, 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 exactly. Exactly. So at the end <laughs> of the day, you're not gonna you're not gonna pull everybody. Just like I'm not gonna yeah. get all of the people um that Jonah would get right on the radio, right? We all got different right, we all right, reach right. different people. So the people that right, you right, can right, reach, right, right. you reach those people and if and if you have a good plan Right, and, mm-hmm. and y'all are able to do commerce together and trust each mm-hmm. other, then you start mm-hmm. putting those plans into action. You start bringing back your ancestors' ways of tribal trust, you know, and tribal business and, and, and your exemptions and shit like that. Man, man, I love y'all, brother. Powerful, man. dope. Yeah, we love y'all it too. Is. That's, what, that's what it's it about. It is, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So speaking of trust, yeah, no doubt. so I know one of the ways the trust can be pierced is if the grantor is the trustee and the beneficiary. That's that. But what other ways can the trust be pierced? A lot of different ways. For that, I'm going to tell you, go get that trust manager. Because... The wise trustee? That... Yeah, go get that trust manager. The thing about trust, bro... All right. Is the thing about trust is you you need to do it correctly from the beginning. If you do it correctly from the beginning, you don't have no problems. Got it. Got it. Got I'm, it. Okay. I mean, if you you know if the thing is is depending on what you're doing, you might even be your own trustee. You know, for what for right, whatever right, you're right, doing. Right. Right. You got a problem right, with right, that right, either. Right. 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 Got it. Just sometimes, how you sometimes, move. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, because you got to remember that even if you're your own trustee, a lot of times what happens is, is nigga, that, you don't own that. I don't own that car. <laughs> I'm just a trustee for it. I, I'm just driving it. Yep. Yeah. Or yep. I'm the beneficiary. Yep. So, I mean, you have to do trust properly, man. That's, if you, listen, if you don't understand trust, go research it. Hell, go even talk mm-hmm. to a trust attorney and get more information. Sometimes, nigga, it right. don't hurt to do that just to get the information you need. Right. If it's something right, that you miss. Right, right. Sometimes okay. I'll pay these niggas right. for their time for that shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm gonna pay you for your time to give me to give me the Yeah, I'm gonna pay you for your time to give me information I need. So, you know, if you don't know understand trust, keep studying it. It's not a it's not an overnight subject. And even even when you get started, you still got a lot of shit to learn. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. So two more. Uh, a CPN that's created independent of IRS can can it be used to build business credit? No. Got it. 
And I wouldn't even recommend one, that. I'll, right, 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 right. Just, just that I throw that out there just to, just to be sure. Last one. So I was reading the instructions on the W8 band, and it mentioned something about the W8 band E. The, we don't have to do anything with that, right? We don't fuck with that at all. We just stick with the W8 band, regular one, right? Uh, you don't, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Ah, uh, okay, got it. Yeah, okay, got you. Yeah, because I was reading it and it was talking what? about. Excuse me. Go ahead. My bad. I said nothing. Yeah, it was talk. I was reading the instructions and it was talking about for those claiming tax treaty benefits. You should fill out the W-8 band E. And I was Let just wondering. All right. Let me ask you a question, God. Number one, why would... Okay. Who, who pays taxes? Right, United States citizens. Those that belong to the political subdivision. Right. Yeah. So, if, if, if that's what your status is, then yeah, you go ahead and fill out that form. Because you're, you're <laughs> claiming... Some type of beneficial withholding. The way I look at it is like this: you can fill out this form, you, you can, right? And I have no, um, I, I, I personally don't have no pride. Like, okay, let's look, let's just take a look at it, right? If you go down to page, what page is this? Page seven on here, right? On page seven, there's a section here that says. Uh, organization. I certify that the entity identified in Part 1501C organization has been issued a determination letter from the IRS that is currently in effect, concluding that the payee of Section 501C organization has dated or has provided a copy of a U.S. counsel certifying the payee is a 501 organization. Then it goes on to nonprofit because mm-hmm. I certified that the entity. Identified in part one is a nonprofit organization that meets the following requirements. Entity is established and maintained in the county or residence exclusively for religious, charitable, scientific, artistic, cultural, or educational purposes. The entity is exempt from income tax in its county or residence. The entity has no shareholders or members uh, who has proprietary or beneficial interest in its income or assets. Neither the applicable laws of the entity's county or residence nor the entity's formation documents permit any income or assets of the entities to be distributed. See, I want you I want you to like really go through this because if it applies to All you right. now, let's say you are running a five oh one C three. Then this would apply uh, to you. Okay, I see. I see. This this goes Got it. see, I can go through this for you. Well hold on, let me, let me let's go through each one. Claim of tax benefit. Um certified deem complaint, non registered local bank. Those are those are your CDs. Uh, certified thing, uh, complaint FFI. Um, let's go down some more. Restricted yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Foreign yeah, government, yeah. government of U.S. possession or foreign central bank issue. You're not a bank. Mm-hmm. International right. organization. Right? Um, I certified right, right, international right. organization. Exempted right, retirement right, plan. Right. You have a, are you, you have a retirement plan? No, no, no. Okay. Entity who wholly, uh, excuse me, entity wholly owned by exempt beneficial owners. Now that one might be be um, close. I certify that the entity identified in Part One is an FFI solely because uh, it is an investment entity. Hmm. So now that might be different. 
if you if you own something as an investment, you may feel that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, territory financial institution. Nope. Accepted non-financial group entity. Accepted non-financial startup company. Uh, a liquidation and bankruptcy. 501c. A non-profit organization. Publicly traded company. Accepted territories. Active companies. Passive companies. Accepted mm-hmm. under uh, inter-affiliate companies. Yeah. See, that applies to you. you. You go ahead and fill that out. Right, right, right. Right, right. If it don't apply, let it fly. Got it. Got it. That's all I got, man. Appreciate the clarity. Yeah, no doubt. Peace to God. Peace. Peace to God. Let's go to the next caller. 813-431. You're on the bottom line. Yo. Eight one three four three one. Peace to the God, George. There we go. Peace. What up? Peace to the God. I have to mute it, man. My bad. I have my headphones in. I ain't muted. Sorry, Peace, man. Happy, happy belated, man. I ain't good to say happy birthday to you, brother, man. I hope you had a good birthday. It was amazing, man. I was surrounded by great people, man. Great energy, man. It was great, man. I just talked. What's up, man? I hope we you didn't make no kids, so don't go out there and get no baby mama, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't make no baby. <laughs> All right, no, I'll just work with you, man. Hey, <laughs> I got some... <laughs> I got some little basic questions, man. Um, First one, um, with, um, uh, with the certificate of um, ownership, I registered that in a uh, real estate or miscellaneous. Certificate of ownership for your birth certificate? Yeah. Yeah, you. I would do it under miscellaneous if they let you do it like that. If not, just do it, file it with your non-UCC. Just file it with non-UCC. Yeah, because I was just, I was looking at that one on your site. Yeah, like, nah, I, was, I seen that non-UCC filing with it. So, mm-hmm. I so I should file that with the non-UCC? I mean, you can. That's oh, can what people I... have done. If, if, if your county gives you problems, you go in there and file it like that. Okay. You make it part um, of the package. Uh, and my other little question, man. I, and when I'm doing my injunction, I, I add my kids, just put they, my kids under my name also. They, they're part of me, right? So I just... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your kids... Unless they, you know, let's say, really, if they, even if they older, older than 18, you can still add them on there. So I would add their names right there with my name at, correct? Yep. Okay. So then you give them, so then, you know, you'll write your name, beneficial owner, first lien holder, doing business as, you know, John, uh, uh, Doe, comma, John Estate, doing business as John Doe. You know, in leagues, right? And then you'll do the same thing for your kids. Same, same thing for you. Same thing for your kids. Okay. Um. So if your kid, oh. if your kid's name, if your kid's name is Buddy Johnson, and your name is Buddy Johnson, but then you put Buddy Ali on the end of your name, you're gonna give your kid the same thing. He's gonna be Buddy Ali too. Okay. Uh. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? Right. you gotta right. give him his spiritual okay. name, and then his. A state too and all that. 
So I would put that I would put that in the headed. I mean, um, yeah, the headed. Like with my kids. I, I mean, if I'm just at my kids, my kids are young. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll, like, so? like the versus part. Would I add them to the versus part, or would I put in all that just like that? Or would I add them along? No, 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 not in the versus part. You don't have to do it like that. You can just do it in the part where you you um you mentioning who who you want to do not stop, you not detain on, and then you can also put it in the header okay. at the top. You say, you know, it, 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 at the very top on the header, you you'll put it in there where you put your name in. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just hit me up in the private. I'll go over it with you. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna definitely hit you up in the private. I got some definitely private information I need. I got one. Um. One more question. Okay. Yeah. I actually. Um. Yeah. I went on. Um. I. Yeah. Y'all made me do an Instagram, so I. I. I'm waiting on a request from you, so I can see what's, what's going on with that doc. So. <laughs> so if I get that. Uh, you sent me. You sent. You sent me an Instagram. Yeah. What's your name on Instagram? Daryl Gardner, probably. Send me another message because I don't see it. Daryl Bay, maybe. Uh, send, send me another message because I, I don't see you. I don't see you in here. Shoot me a message. Uh, all right, I definitely see you. Send a message. Um, when you could, yeah, when you I get that forty request from. When you get that forty request from um. Um, child support. What do you ask for, man? Because I ask for everything. I told them to give me everything. They dragging their feet. So they keep asking me, like, what you want? I say, well, I want everything. I say, I want it all. Yeah, on the FOIA request, yeah. T- yeah, tell them I want it all. Send it straight. Don't, nigga. Don't send me nothing less than everything. Mm. Okay. I was just making sure because that's what I asked them for. They've been dragging their feet for about yeah, two years. Yeah, if they ask, said, yeah, hmm. you, might, you might have to put a little, little fire under their ass. But but they're going to send you everything, especially, you know, under that request. And I was just thinking something, the Supreme Court passed some bullshit talking about, you know, certain things are are um, are considered, you know, security risk information or whatever. So what they did was, like, so they, they do, they've been doing this shit with the passport for people, right? They've been telling people with the passport that what they need to do is essentially, um, you know, send in the affidavit with the with the freedom of information request saying that they're the person who's requested the information and that, that they'll release all the information. So wow. you may need to do that. Yeah, you may need to do that. Okay. Yeah, I sent the email too. They emailed me right back. They said it was going to take 48 hours. They emailed me back in about, about an hour. I was like, oh, this is a good response. So they said, yeah, this is so, the process. So. Good, good. So, oh, yeah. be patient. Yeah, definitely be patient, man. Um, I think that's it for the day. Yeah, I'm going to holler to this week in the private. I got some private stuff we need to okay. make your help with, man. So, okay, no doubt. I'll holler to you this week, brother. Peace to the God. All right. Peace, God. Peace. All right, 918-693. What's going down? Peace, Joey. Can you hear me? Yeah, peace. What's going on? How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I know that you. It sounds like you had a um, a good Earth Day. Or yeah, it was nice. Return day. It was real nice. Yeah. It was real nice. Good. I, uh, 
I, I went to Six Flags. The... Like I was 16 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I haven't done that in years. Yes, that oh, sounds man, fun. You ride like the roller coaster? Do you like the roller coaster? Or no? Oh, well, shit. I mean, you know, I, I, didn't, rem- I didn't remember until yesterday. So now I can tell you. Um, I like the thrill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like the thrill, but I don't like feeling like I'm like inches from my death. <laughs> Even though oh, I was right, right. there. I was like, shit, I, I felt more like I was going to pass out when I got off them damn things because my head was spinning. But oh it's a God. good thrill. It's fun, man. You know, it's a good energizer. I, you know, we I've been telling people we're in a different season, man. The energy's different. So, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I remember those days. It's been a while. I haven't been there in a long time. I haven't been to it. I want to shout it up in the car with the family and going up there. <laughs> Oh yeah, so the little ones keep talking about Kansas City. They want to go to a seminar again. They doing good. They're doing good. Thank you. Yeah, they helping me guard. Their little oceans of fun. They'll love it. Oceans of fun. Oh yeah, they would love that. Anything talking about an ocean, they would definitely love that. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell your husband I said hello as well. It is I a Kansas. City. Oh okay. That would be good. You say you're going to have a Midwest yep. seminar here soon, maybe? Or maybe we East Coast, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, well, we're going we're gonna to hit the East, the West, and the Midwest. So we're going to do the Midwest five first. Hmm. Kansas City again? So, uh, you, you know, you know, probably not Yeah, I'm thinking okay. about it, but we'll probably do, what state are you okay. in? I forget. Tennessee? Mm mm. <laughs> I'm close though. Where y'all are y'all gonna do Dallas? Are y'all gonna do Dallas? We, no, we are. No, we already did Dallas. We did Dallas and we did Houston already. Oh, okay. Okay, I did. Yeah. I know y'all well, had one with I, the football well, players a few years ago, but <laughs> like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were thinking <laughs> about maybe Memphis too, though. <laughs> You know, we've seen oh, about Memphis. Wow. We, ain't, we ain't been to Memphis, mm-hmm. so we might do one in Memphis. Wow. That's a good idea. So that's a good yeah. idea. So I got I got some cities on the radar that we're gonna hit. You know, um, it's it's mm-hmm. just so much going on, so we be trying to spread them out. But we definitely going. If you, I tell you what, probably check back maybe like later in the week this week, and we'll probably have some shit solidified. Okay. So well, it's in the first week of July. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll be listening. Well, I tell you what, it, it, you know what? It's not that I have a problem doing one in Kansas City, but these niggas here don't come out. You know, oh, everybody yeah. who came to the seminar was from other state. Not one person was from Kansas City. I was like, boy, that's sad. Yeah. You know. that so, is so we, I gotta do, we, we gotta do a little bit better. But I feel like we in a time when more people would want the information now. That was about two years ago. So. Mhm. Yeah, I'm almost you know, there. I, 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 I know y'all got information too. I gotta get. Mhm. Well, I'll be listening yeah, to where your good. places are, and I try to find out which is the closest to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. For sure. I, yeah. So, you got a question? I. Yeah, I do. I do actually. Um, I have a couple business credit questions. Some just pertaining okay, to business in general, and then some pertaining to you know private business. So, okay. So if there's two businesses that have the same business address, 
and the same owner, is there a problem with building business credit in that situation? Do you see any problem no. with that? Or, I mean, no? No, not at all. Because I, I got, know you, I, you I do got, business. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because I got this recording studio, and that's mm-hmm. one business, and then I got a production label, which is another, and then I got a private equity company we run, that's another. You know, and we got an herb cover that we run. That's another. And, and and we effectively, at one point in time or another, used the address. The, 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 because we it is a brick-and-mortar address. So you can pull up mm-hmm, to the address mm-hmm. for business purposes. Right? So, yeah, right. we've used it for multiple things. They don't cross-reference that. Okay, okay. I was just... Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Now, so, what happens um, is, Let me say this. What happens is, is mm-hmm. that... If you try to get a phone number though or a phone line, you have to ha- have them come in and run a separate phone line, and then this way you can get into the phone book. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. It's not really that hard. You just tell them I want a separate phone line in the house. They'll come in and run another line in the house. It's pretty easy. They do the, but they do it in businesses and they do it in homes as well. More so for True. businesses though, because businesses will have multiple lines. True. Ooh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Okay, now let me kind of switch that over to like the in legus type stuff. So, so for my in, if I have a um in legus CBA, and then my estate EIN, and then the nine eight right. and a car trust. If they all have the same address, is that okay? Or no? It, the the estate, the legus and the nine eight mm-hmm. all got the same address. Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, it depends on how you're using it. You're probably not really ever going to use the 98 number, to be honest with you. So that's probably just the in care of address. The in legis, most times that would be the address that people would consider that to be like where you live. Most times I, the in legis, that address for the in legis should be somewhere you don't even rest your head at. Um, the, mm-hmm. the estate, I've seen people use completely different addresses. I've seen them use the same addresses. Um, but you remember the estate number is a completely separate number, so his credit profile is going to be different. But okay. um, the nine eight number, I don't, I don't really ever see you really. I don't really ever see that being a problem because you don't really ever use that in the public forever. Okay. Nobody's ever going to say what's your nine eight number. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm Those just trying are to private. Trust numbers or you know, private numbers that are issued by the IRS that's supposed to stay that way. So. Oh, I didn't hear you. Your voice got low. Can you repeat that last thing you said? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. So those are those are private numbers that are issued by the IRS, and they typically should mm-hmm. stay that way. Okay, gotcha. Those, those nine eight. Okay. Okay. And then my last question: Before you did your nationality, um, you were using your state EIN for business credit, right? You might still be. I don't know. Uh, well, were you, were you using your estate EIN? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Yes, I was. Okay. Not for business. Okay. Credit. So, not for business credit. Oh, okay. I use I use okay, business so EIN for business credit. Oh, okay. In the state. Um. Let's be clear. In the state EIN is an EIN number, just like a social. Right. It's mm-hmm. used specifically to build credit, personally. It's not a, it's not for businesses. It's not for businesses because they don't even score it the same way that they would score um, a business EIN. <clears throat> a business EIN, 
they score it on the basis of paydex scores. And paydex goes up to nine. Right. Right. With okay, with the DMB. Okay. Now, um, so when you use the estate, did you ever use the estate EIN for banking purposes? Like, did you open like an estate banking bank account with that? I mean, like, did you open an estate bank account? You can. Yeah, you can absolutely. So if you do that, do you have to keep your state driver's license renewed for the banking purposes if you're using the estate EIN? Well, it depends. It de- See, all right, let's do it like this, right? Because you can have a state ID. You don't have to have a driver's license. You have a state ID. You okay, can right. have a state ID and open up an account. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. Typically, you want to, when you really want, if you really want to do things correctly, you know, you do a lot of things through trust, so you have a trustee do things for you. But, like, let's say that you started the business and you're the trustee of the business, so you have to go in and open up the bank account. When you go in, you open up the bank account, you give them the EIN number that you got for the business, or the PP575, and then you give them your estate number when they ask you for your identifying number. Oh, okay, right? so you would and have a trustee. Ask you for ID, you, you present whatever ID you got that's got that name on it. Now, if you're at the bank, obviously at the bank, you, you really don't you want to be at the bank using, you know, your, your uh, private ID that you got, you know, from around the way, right? But if you're at the bank mm. and you got a good state ID and you have your EIN number for your estate, go ahead and use it. Yeah, that's my problem. I was listening to Jonah's show Friday, and I was like, yeah, I'm being blocked from having a private ID around the way. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out um, <laughs> what to do. And in my well, state, yeah, my driver's well, license, well, you, you know, my, should, my stuff well, is expired. What's your so. goal, though? Well, go get your state ID. Yeah. You can get a state ID. You have to remember, and I've read this to people in in, in government um, manuals, that having even having a driver's license does not make you a U.S. citizen. It's all about your conduct. Oh, okay. I remember you having a state that. ID I actually, doesn't make um, you a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Yeah, and then you even read something about that last year about having a social doesn't even make you a U.S. citizen. So, yeah, I, I no, it um, doesn't. Yeah, I remember you, people you who saying come over that. Who, who who are not U.S. citizens that have socials? Right. I well, I guess it's all about. I own this. one, but I'm not a U.S. citizen. Right. They gave you one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I guess apply for a new driver's license. <laughs> And then, um, no, I'm gonna get a driver's license. You just go get you, you just go get your ID or something like that. I mean, you can always get rid of it or something like that if that's the case, if if you really need to do it. But I mean, if your husband got one, just have him go open up the account and make your signatory on the account. Well, he's concerned. He he doesn't have a problem with that. He's just concerned about me not being insured, an insured driver, you know, like, you know, for insurance purposes. So he kind of like, uh, yeah, but, I want you to go get Yeah, but <laughs> if he gets the insurance, the insurance covers. So, all right, if, if you guys have uninsured drivers, yeah. are, are you cars in No, the that's the thing, too. That's what I'm trying to get done this week. That's what I was asking about the addresses. I'm trying to get all that done, like, this week. If your car is in a trust, though, mm-hmm. the insurance was on all of the cars, right? Then I don't see 
Because at that point, anybody could drive the cars. Okay. Okay. So it wouldn't matter whether they had a driver's license or not. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why I'm just trying to kind of plan my strategy. Or IDP? I don't see. Um, I don't have an IDP yet, but I'm saying I have to have the ID. I have to have the no. Some of y'all need to go to like Mexico or shit, man, for a holiday, man. Go get your driver's license in Mexico. <laughs> hmm, that's an idea. Hmm, I'm going to have to work on something. I'm going to have to talk to some friends. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to have to work on that. I'm going to figure man, something out for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, you give me some like, ideas. Some stuff, 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 stuff that we offer don't be around all the time like that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it may come and go. So stuff like that, you know, you got to stay open to being able to maybe get it from somewhere else, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get this done last year, but, you know, I had five court cases I was dealing with. I got three out of the way. I got two left, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, all right, that's what's up. I know you're knocking them out. I know you had all the debt collection cases. Yeah. Did you win any? Yeah. Well, one went to settlement. One of them, we just begged the attorney. Their attorneys were sorry, so they didn't even serve us properly. And then they sold the debt in the middle of it. It was supposedly an uh, original creditor. And they we ended up motion dismissed, and then they threw a dismiss or they threw a Dismissal with uh, what is it with prejudice without prejudice or something they dismissed it after we tried to dismiss it so we got that one done and then what was the third one oh the third one we backed them up the third party debt collector because we basically were showing they they didn't have any proof to do what they were doing so basically yeah so, well, now, so yeah on. everything worked you out gotta, those three worked on. out now hold huh? on huh you got a settlement they, yeah. they paid you yeah and you didn't uh-huh. come on and give your testimony. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. I haven't been. I have not been listening to the radio. Until, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I know. I, I heard your actually voice quite well. stopped, dude. I listen. I had a run-in with Mister Name, who not may not be mentioned last fall, and after that, I was like, okay, oh, I'm man. backing away from hindsight because I'm a little oh, annoyed. No. So I um, uh, <clears throat> excuse oh, me. No, I'm so sorry anyway, I. Yeah. No. So anyway, well, I just kind of was at like, at least you got some money. I'm doing. My shit, that's what's up. That made me feel good. I did. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm thanking the most high for real, man, because, uh, you know, How that was you a, a lot of work. <laughs> Joey, I got a little change, you know, and, you know, I'm thankful. Come on, that, man. <laughs> Drop that dime, man. Let us know what you got, man. It's, it's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. No, but it was tax you know, for Yeah, what'd you say? Let's just, let's just say this. You got you got some some something in the thousands, right? I got a few, uh huh, a couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, <laughs> a couple and few, it was yeah. it was tax it was tax exempt, right? Um, it's gone, baby. They didn't put no taxes. <laughs> well, they didn't. You well, what, what I'm saying is, is, I'm I'm saying they gave you the money already, right? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And when they it gave is, you the money, yeah. you didn't pay no taxes on that money, did you? Um, I haven't. I just got. Well, you know, I just got exactly. it this year. You don't pay taxes, taxes on seven years. You know, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm not going you know, to. You know, I know they no, try. No, no, no. No, no. Huh? In the United huh? States, you don't pay taxes on settlements. Exactly. I know. I found a tax court case with the uh, court there, so I'm good. Even if they try something, I'd be like, mm. yeah, and no, if it was disputed, no, too, if you can prove it was disputed, that, um, that's, that's another thing, too. So, 
Yeah, but that's what's up. Congratulations you on your on your win. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm thankful for y'all. Um, so yeah. So. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, I appreciate you coming back. You know, this is what matters. You know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah, thank coming, you. Coming yeah, back I'm and, listen, I'm that's, a, that's 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 a strong testimony. You were I know you were you can go back in the audios, man. You was in all of them audios last year, so I know how hard you were working <laughs> to get that shit done. Man, oh man, I was I was going at it for real. Court, federal, you know. state. So yeah, I just got two left, and I'm trying to knock it out. And yeah, yeah, I'm just letting okay, let the most I got me, and just keeping the research going and staying diligent, you know. And so yeah, but I'm just trying to get my private stuff together because I had to put all that on hold, and so trying to work on yeah, that. Yeah, I know right a lot now, of people who have to do that, you know. That's the unfortunate part yeah. about when you get tickets and shit, you be having to put shit on hold to go deal with stuff. So I know exactly how that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, can I ask you one more question? I just remembered. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so since I wasn't listening for a while, and then I started, um, when I started, like right before I started listening again, I started checking out you guys' websites. Okay, so I noticed on your website you have something called... Um, it's like get rid of student loans or something. So I was like, what's the difference yeah. between that and the third-party debt collector? What is that? Is that like a court and satisfaction? Like, what is that? No, nah, that's a – so I did that webinar, and and that webinar is specifically to teach people how to get rid of student loans, different methods on how to get rid of your student loans. That's what that is. Okay. So it's like – Because so, the, I mean, the thing is, is we, we've tackled we've – ta- I've tackled – Third-party debt collection. I've tackled how to sue. Third-party debt collection. I've tackled how to clean your personal credit. I've tackled how to build and clean business credit. But I haven't really taught people how to clean their student loans. Just student loans. That's it. And that's that's what we dealt with hmm. in that webinar. So you dealt with like Probably so basically you're. Ta- I mean, were you talking about stuff other than like discharge and court satisfaction and third party debt collector? Or I mean, like was there other anything well, other than that? I, I mean, we encompass we encompassed a lot of that stuff. I also sold different methods. Yeah, I, I went into different things besides that as well. Okay, because I was like, I don't want to buy it if I already got everything. <laughs> I mean, listen, I always try to bring on so, so we didn't teach the same information, you know. I now, now granted, I show people methods on how to use those things to get rid of some of those methods. But ultimately, that particular webinar, I was showing different things. I was showing niggas some of my old methods, really. <laughs> I was showing y'all methods that I was doing before I even got on the radio in that webinar. That's what that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. It's, it's okay. a good webinar. I mean, you know, it's, it shows. Listen, it shows discretion. You know, I always try to put out new information. You know, I'm not trying to put out the same shit to people. You know, Cause, yeah. because the, the reality, the reality of it is, is that if I give you the same thing over and over, it's not gonna help you. You know, especially if you if you've already tried it. So I, I try to give you something different. Here's something else you can try. It works for me. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I got. Well, I'm gonna let you go to somebody else. I've been talking too long. You know, I can talk with. <laughs> it's all good. It's good to hear from you. I appreciate you talking. You know, you know, it's all good. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I'll be listening. Thank okay, you. Okay, no doubt. Much love to you and your family. Peace. Thank you too. Peace. Thank you. Peace.
All right, let's put my, my hands on. Let's see. Okay. I appreciate you calling, sister. Thank you. Um, let's go to nine one zero three two two. Yo, G, pizza. Put that window up, man. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you, man. What's going on? Oh, shit, man. You know, there's a bit about the subject go off pizza. Well, you got a lot of wind. You got a lot of wind in that background, boy. Okay. Hear me now, God? Yeah, you just got a lot of wind back there. We'll get you a little better now. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, you know. It's about, you know, there the jurisdiction, go. man. Yeah, the jurisdiction that you was building upon, you know, like um political subdivisions. And that's really what everything uh-huh. is. And, like, I'm glad you cleared it up, for, you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. It, that's really what it is. Like, you know, when I first started really noticing it was when I used to um take trips back in the day to New Jersey and New York all the time. And then I stayed out there for a while. And I would notice how... Jewish people had their communities set up. Like, they had large communities of, I think they call them Hasidic Jews, like the ones that walk around with the big hats and the big beards and shit. And, and, yeah. and they had large communities of these people. And then I noticed that when I would go home, um, you know, because I, I had the opportunity to, to like, really, um, you know, be involved with these people at one point in my life. And so what I, what I noticed is that in the, in the neighborhoods here that they lived in, they were very rich, well-off neighborhoods, and they was hella close to me, but they was, like, tucked away on the, like, maybe on the kind of the other side of the town, but they were still close, and I was like, damn, these people, no matter if they're in New York or in the Midwest, they have their own communities, and a lot of times they may even have their own police. <laughs> hey, that's, that's law, man, yeah, that's, that's what we gotta understand. Like, what? Why, why, how did they be able to do that? That's a big, big question. How did they do that? How did they do that? They knew how to well, study. Well, yeah, and 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 they, and they also know how to how to take their commerce and buy shit other than sneakers, right? So, <laughs> hey, hey, bro, hey, yo, girl, I got a twin brother. He he goes and buys two hundred dollars Michael Jordan shoes, sneakers. I'm like, yo, bro, like, yo, son. Yo, cut, man. You, Michael George, you, he invested in his sneakers. You need to be investing like him. What are you doing? Listen, bro. Let me tell you something about Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Are y'all ready? I'm going to tell you something go about ahead, Michael go. Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan was famous for what underwear? Hanes. This nigga, no lie, no homo. This nigga don't even wear underwear, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. No, I'm no homo. I'm, I, I know this for a fact. Hanging out with niggas who 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 know this nigga. Yeah. Right, right. This this nigga, man, come on, bro. So, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, what, what I'm trying to correlate here? Nigga, name brand. This nigga, ain't yeah, don't give a fuck about no hang. Hell no. <laughs> niggas don't even care. No, because cause he had, so, Michael Jordan so, has all. True. Yeah, bro, like, nigga, like, nigga, I'm still making money off these damn underwear, nigga, probably, <laughs> today. And I don't even wear yeah. them shits. 
snow. Now that's a mastermind, Joey. You know, I don't even wear this shit. Oh, oh, and now, here's yep. thing about, about his shoes. He don't, man, he, he gave that company over to his son. He's been out of that game for a minute. Y'all don't even know that. He uh, got other things. I'm trying yeah. to tell y'all, man, niggas got really wake up out here, dog. This shit, this yeah. shit if, if we just, see, my thing is, I'll never preach to people the whole aspect of 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 that that shit that that niggas taught in the sixties and the seventies, right? Because it's like that radical shit. That's that's not where we at, man. That's do crazy, commerce man. really well. Do commerce yeah. really well. That's it. You can go, how to do business. And they can't they can't come where you go. Man, and then you go where the fuck you want to go, bro. You they, do business do, really yeah. well. But most people don't want to do business. So what, no. what I recognize, bro. As a, as not only a teacher but a student, is is that when you really begin to understand that the world is much bigger than what we got going on in this fucked up country. So yeah. when you want to do business, even white folks outside of this country will do business with you. Huh. Yes, they will. And, and, and so Joe, we really don't have no reasons not to be buying our own land and buying up these dollar houses they got, nigga, at the down, down at the county and shit. Yeah, man. Whole neighborhoods, nigga, they, they gentrifying it. We could have been buying up. I'm trying to tell you, bro. That's how I. And we don't. I see it the same exact way. Who the hell wants to be bumming and looking at other people window shopping, like fifty window shopping? You know what I'm saying? Well, we all been there. It's it's okay to to have a dream, you know what I mean. Or, or to, but yeah. you gotta have a goal though. Dream ain't shit. Yeah. You ain't got no goal. You know, if yeah. we ain't collective, like see, that's the other thing too, man. Like collectively, yeah. we we gotta want to see each other win. Yeah, I'm right. You know, I share my information with y'all because it's the same shit that helps yeah, me get yeah. where I'm at. Well, I'm at. Damn, right. So that's, that's love, nigga. That's love. Yeah. But but here's the thing, right? It's a nigga right now who's not listening, who needs this information that each one of they y'all know. We know they, they that y'all real. supposed to go turn around and share and share it with. So you listening that's, to me? Y'all got a responsibility too. That's really I don't shit, nigga, nigga. Don't put. Yeah, I'm not finna let nigga put all the weight on my shoulders, nigga. We all got responsibility. Yeah, each, one, each one, each one. All like both, have, Yeah, well, I was. I've been blessed to have a platform. But I, I, I'm trying to use my platform in the, in the, in the way that other people can also become leaders, right? Not everybody gonna be a leader, but remember, like Jonah told niggas a long time ago, this information is for leaders of leaders. Whether we talk about indeed. business or law or spirituality, it's all about nigga how much are you leading? Because remember, how much is you giving back to somebody going to determine how much gonna come into your life? True indeed, son. Nigga, if you ask any nigga who know me, bro, I live real good now. It wasn't always like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nigga, hey, bro, can you look nigga, at? I was at a, I was at a seven star hotel, nigga. For my birthday. Right. Sure Come indeed, on, man. Yeah. 
But you know, you know right. But but yeah. I'm real, nigga. I, I still, nigga. I still sleep, nigga, uh, at the Holiday Inn. Nigga. I'm gonna fuck. Real shit, nigga. I'm still, nigga. I hear Airbnb, nigga. Fuck it. With the strap under the, with the strap under the pillow. <laughs> Who has the dog? What strap? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm in Missouri. It's legal here. True indeed. Hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> hey, hold on. If you're on the, if you're on the chat, you want to keep listening. We're gonna go over time. Uh, we just now hitting our one minute mark. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four. Call in now. You got about a minute and fifteen seconds. But yeah, man. So you know, I mean, that's my whole thing. Like, you know, you got to be able to 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 understand that. I I came from the hood. Most of us did. Most yeah. of us grew up in less than, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, less than, I want to say less than excellent environment. How about that, right? <laughs> there wasn't yeah. always yeah. the best environment. So yeah, most right. of us have to, most of us aspire to get to a certain point. That's why kids like rap videos and shit like that. Because yeah. it's not the shit. Then they go to school and they hear their fucking teacher telling them to do some work driving a Toyota. Like, nigga, you don't even make more than thirty thousand dollars a year. Whoa! Now, now I can tell you, I was also one of those people too. Mm-hmm. So it's about aspiring for better things. Period. I don't care who you is. Even if oh, you're yeah. rich, you should be aspiring to be richer. Alright. Alright. If you if if you're broke, that's what I never understood. You know, I never understood that about people who's homeless. Yeah, that's what I never understood about people who are homeless who don't have mental uh, deficiencies, you know, motherfuckers who get out on the street, their mind is okay, but they just out there begging. Yeah. Right? I'll be like, man, I don't understand it because we all have, you know, we all live in America, bro. So we can't play the yeah. race card no more. Nigga, you can't Hell play no. that card. Don't play that card. Because if you choose to be, no. you want to be black, African-American, that's on you. There's too much shit out here that's telling you the opposite of that. So you can't play uh, that card. No. So the only, the only card that niggas can play is the economics card because you were, you wasn't born into money. Yeah, okay, right. I wasn't born into that shit. But once I figure out how to go get it, I'm going to figure out a very strategic plan to get up out of this bullshit and go get it. Yeah. Because like Bill Gates said, bro, if you was born with money, I mean, if you if you was born broke, that's not your fault. But if you die broke, that's your fault. That's your fault. Yeah, right. Rick, that's what Rick Ross say. You want to impress me, nigga, throw up a dollar sign. Come on, man. <laughs> and it's not all about cool. money, but see, money, yeah. money yeah. is really the tool. I was having this conversation, like, money really is just a tool, right, yeah. to be able to get that freedom that you want. Because most niggas uh-huh. need time. We want time, we want freedom, uh-huh. right? That's what, that's the best thing, part about having some land, ain't it? A nigga get a piece of land, right. nigga, nigga think he's free. Useful land, hey. <laughs> Hey bro, that's my word. Like I, I'm on my my people's had um we have useful land, and you know I just practice like qigong over there just to you know because it's love, you know, saying nature. 
in the in the North Carolina. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right exactly, up. man. So you know, it's it's a, to me, I like personally, where, where I aspire to go is not where everybody else may aspire to go, right? But sure, that's all right. But guess what? I'm a, I give you the same tools that help me get where I'm at, and maybe they help you get where you're going or even further than where I'm. At. And that's cool. I love to see when my students make money and all that shit. It's like the lady came yeah. on and gave her testimony. I love that shit because guess what? That means that you took the tools and really used them for your own life to better yeah. your own shit. And then depend on nobody else. And that's a, and guess what? Niggas want reparations? That's a self-reparation. That's self-reparations all yep. day long. <laughs> that's, you know, as a lawman, that's one of the things that yeah. we just taught. These niggas reparations. So we want to call it something. Yeah, we get reparations over here. We get self reparations because exactly. we, we are using the laws and we are are acclimating are acclimating ourselves to what it's like to be true thinkers and free men, free morals yeah. over here. We free morals over here. Yeah. So yeah, man. I'm, you know, you got me on that rant, but you know what it is. Oh, yeah. That's the God. You know, That's peace, God. I appreciate you calling, man. You know, this is Lord Rich, son. Y'all already know what it is, God. Yeah, no doubt. Peace, God. Yeah, buddy. You say, get me on my A bookie shit, yo. Alright. 310-403, what up? Yeah, what's going up, on, man? Four, three. Peace. What's up? What's yeah, what up? Yeah. Peace. Yeah, 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 man. Happy birthday, Blake. You know. It's like your oh, brother. I'm still celebrating. No. Yeah, shit. Real with you. All, all month long, bro. July. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, That's what you're supposed to do. You know, every time you have a solo return. You know what I'm saying? You're really supposed to. Take that whole cycle. It's like a, it's normally a four or five mark. week cycle for some people. Yeah. So you go into the next sign. You turn on the solar, yeah. but, so but rock it with the lunar. Rock it with the moon. Oh, mom. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Now, we got a full, we got a, a, I think it's a new moon. Is it a full moon? It's a full moon. No, it's either a new moon or a full moon. One of the things, I don't remember. Shit. It's coming up on the second. I got to go look. It's on the second. So I know we're going into a brand new cycle on the second of July. So mm. you know, that's true. It's just a new time, bro. So, but what's good, bro? How you doing? Yeah. How you doing with you? I'm good, man. This is it's a trip, man. Cause one of my homeboys' birthday was on Friday too, and I went down to the uh, old stomping grounds down there in Norfolk. Went down there to party. Oh yeah, you was down there. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, down there. Man, I ain't been. Get the I ain't been party and all that. Years. I need I to know, make my way down there, man. You. I'm gonna try to hit homecoming this Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. I, I know. I know it, man. Same old, same old down there. You know, they still, still, still running college students about it is. You know, you know. Your boy went to NSU. Is that where he went? Yeah. 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 I went to NSU. Yeah. 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 So yeah, what's man, good? Um. Yeah, I hit the one when you were talking earlier, uh, you know, about, you know, nobody can tell you your nationality and all that. And uh, 
it just made me think about when y'all first start, you know, talking about nationality and, and changing the, the, you know, going in and getting the court order and all that. Every time I would look something up, I kept running into, like, the court cases for the people trying to change their sex on, you know, like, on the birth records and all that stuff. Like, it shit just kept popping up. Right. I don't know why it did. kept popping up. So I started downloading their shit. And I was like, damn, let me see, you know, what they're doing. And what I realized is they weren't really going in there petitioning the court to be a man or to be a woman. They would go get their surgery, do their hormone treatment, whatever it was, and then they would go to the court after they already became that and then petition the court and be like, yo, this is what I am now. I want to change my record uh-huh. to be that. Something else that I don't, know if you, I don't know if you noticed, but that's almost like a declaration in a way, isn't it? Because the doctor saws off the specific mm-hmm. done. So when you go to a yeah, notary yeah, the doctor, and, and you make a formal declaration in, for, in front of the notary, isn't that kind of the same thing as saying later mm-hmm. that something has already mm-hmm. been done and here was my witness? And how many yeah. niggas ain't going yeah. in the, or not going in the court, ain't or, or not, <laughs> showing up in the courtroom <laughs> with that particular evidence to say, hey, listen, here's my formal oath of renunciation. I'm formally coming out this bitch. Formally, this yeah. is who I pledge my allegiance to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who, who you pledge your The question, yeah, the question of allegiance is a yeah. very big question for the government. As it should be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we we, we want to know who, who's under, you know, these particular codes and who's under these particular laws. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because if those if those folks went in there trying to petition the court to be a man when they're a woman or vice versa what's the court going to tell them Yo, I don't have jurisdiction to, to make you a man or well, make you a woman. Well, well you know what's <laughs> interesting do that. is I, I had an attorney that told me that bro attorney I don't remember I, I did a show on that man I can't remember when that was but I did a show because I talked to an attorney and she was like yeah you could just go in and if the judge don't want to grant to you you ask for another judge she was like because he's got the, the, the um, jurisdiction to grant nationality excuse me He's got he's got jurisdiction to grant people their um their sex and sex changes, so he can certainly change your nationality. Yeah. 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 What they do, bro, and you got to realize this is that they use the federal jurisdiction to their advantage when they want to. They say, yeah, we uh we don't want to fuck with this shit, man. We don't want this on our hands. Hey, this is a federal federal issue. And they toss it in the federal, and then it becomes a, and then it, and then it tries to say, oh it's a federal issue. That's what they do, because a lot of times they don't uh, want to deal with us. So you got you got to show them, no no no, y'all y'all court a record, I got jurisdiction, my brother. And you pull out that law that we bring yeah. to that seminar, you put that on the record. Yeah. yeah. Nope, you do have jurisdiction. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I get. Yeah. I guess that's like any other case though. When you go in there, if you're the plaintiff, you got to tell the court why they have jurisdiction. Yeah. 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 Well, same thing we talked about tonight. It's all about jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. 
You know, but you got to, but see, you if you got to tell them, hey, y'all got jurisdiction straight up from the back. Because in the federal court, mm-hmm. they make you do that in federal. Yes. Especially when you bring in a, a, a claim. They make you do it anytime you bring in a tort claim. Yeah. State or federal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Real talk. Real talk. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that's what I have to say on that. Yeah, um, I was I was going to ask you, uh, you also, my question was, as far as doing the estate accounts, like the bank accounts, that's that's one thing i kind of been frozen on. You started touching on that earlier. Um, I'm, man, for some reason, I'm just confused. Like, that's just not making sense in my head as far as going in there to open up a state account if it's supposed to be like a business account, if it's supposed to be like a trust, I mean like a like a let's personal account, specific. you go open up your estate. Let's, 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 let's be specific. An estate is under your name. So if your name was yeah. John Doe and you had a social security number, then Doe comma John is the estate and he has an estate number. But when you go into the bank or let's say you go into a car lot and apply for credit, they act, they say, John Doe, give me your social. But instead of giving them the social, you give them the estate number, which you don't mention that it's an estate number. There's no need to do okay. that. It's EIN. You don't have to give up a social. It's, you know, you read the Social Security Act, you don't have to give up a social security number. That's a private number. I want to give that to you. I'm well within my rights, and I okay. give that to you. So I gave you this number instead, and it's still under my name. But I'm not telling you that it's a mistake because it's none of your business. And I'm using my estate number for a personal account. So if you was to use your social to open up an account for a business, you would use your estate to open up an account for a business. Meaning, if I was to go to the bank and I had an EIN for the, for the bank account, Excuse me, for I yeah, I am for the business. The guarantor, meaning the person who's the signatory, is going to be the same name that it would have been had I used my social, but I'm just not going to use the social. I'm going to use the other number. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you, business credit is a, has its own EIN. Now, if you have business credit and you want to apply for some business somewhere, right, then what, what may happen mm-hmm. is you, you may be able to use that once again as a guarantor. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. I just had... It's about a Like, I had an issue with it. I mean... Separation. Like, I'm in, I'm in Maryland, and I tried to... This is probably about a year, year or so ago. And I try to go in and use use the estate number for an apartment. And I went in there, and their their system, they you gotta you know you gotta do your application on a computer in there. Like I went to the apartment, and they had okay. it on a computer. And I tried, so I tried okay. to put the estate number in there where they asked for the social, and that shit kicked it back. Like yo, this isn't a social. Okay. Okay. So I couldn't so, I couldn't use well, that apartment. So 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 what you gotta do? And a lot of times in those cases and in those instances is start building credit with that number. Then once you build credit mm-hmm. with it, you can apply and say, hey, that's what I'm giving you. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, remember, I mean, I had... You don't have to give... Remember, you don't have to give out a social 
but they also don't have to extend you credit. They have the right to refuse yeah. too. Yeah. In some instances, it could be considered discrimination, depending on what the instance is. But just understand that. A lot of times they're being a policy. They say, well, if you don't want to give up your social, we're not going to do business with you. It's okay, cool. I'll go somewhere else. I'm going to give you this number. I'm going to give you the number I'm going to give you. And if you run it and you like what you see, we can do business. I've even known people to, to um, have issues with their social where they can't use the social. So they got the estate number because their social was compromised. So they got that letter from the IRS. Mm-hmm. Showing where they thought it was compromised and whatnot, you know, and they was using that letter along with the estate number. Hey, I don't use this number because it was compromised. You see? Ah, uh, so pretty much, even though it's an EIN, it just basically slides in place of the, the social it's supposed to operate. Yeah, kind of yeah, like. Yeah, man. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's a, Exactly. Like, if you had a CPN number, you wouldn't quite use it the way you would use this number. Because this number belongs to you. This number is under your name. You still want to be just as careful with it. But you can give it out in instances where you would give out the social. Protect okay. the privacy of the okay. social. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I go okay. back and forth. Yeah, I had a lot of success. CPNs that I've been having a little trouble with that estate number to get that off the ground. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, what I would suggest too, though, with that with that estate number is, um, you know, go apply for something small, man. You go to a jewelry store, get something, bro. Um, you know, go somewhere where you know they'll give you some credit right off the bat. You know, start yeah. small. Yeah, I mean, I know how to do People it. do it. My car prepaid yeah. card. You do that through a bank. That's one way you mm-hmm. can do it. Go to a credit yep. union, open up a business account to credit union. Credit unions like to run your credit, though. Under that estate number, so if you ain't got no credit under that estate, just be prepared. Mm-hmm. Some okay. banks see, don't yeah, like I'll, that number. Yeah. Some, some banks, some banks like to keep the number back. I've had a bank um, close one of my accounts because of that, so better be careful. Mm. Mm. Okay. And that was okay. a business account. Um. They just gave me my money back close the account, so. Oh, yeah. What's so, up? Yeah, so, you know, yeah, just, you know you, you, you tread, yeah, you, you tread water lightly when you're dealing you deal with these type of things, but what you do is you make sure that each time that you use the number, you're using it where you can build your credit a little bit, you know? Don't, don't ever use it in the aspect where it's not like, a, yeah, getting a phone is cool, but then you, you can't be on credit with that. The only way you're going to be on credit with a phone is to go to one of those third party reporters and have them report the phone, the phone bill, because they won't put the phone on your estate credit or, or on any credit for that matter. Well, you said what? They won't, what the, they won't put the phone on your credit? No, they won't put phone bills on credit. They won't put phone bills on any on estate or business. They they don't report it's like they don't really report if you if you pay your rent on time every month. They don't report that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
they don't, they only report that shit if you went into default on your rent. Then they report you that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yeah, man. So I, you know, that's funny you brought that up because my apartments they they actually start doing that. They they give you an option though. They got a little box you can check if you want to report it to your credit or not. But I'm you know oh, I'm strong yeah, man like down that. here, so yeah. I do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. You might as well do it then. But if you're using the estate number for an apartment, which I know quite a few people who are, see if that's an option. Mm-hmm. That'll help build yeah, your, yeah. your your credit because for the longest time that they wouldn't give people that option. People was like, "Well, what the fuck? This mm-hmm. is another bill, just like any other bill. Y'all need to report this shit too." Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely um I would definitely do that use that option if I had the the ability to you know. So fuck it. Right. So I appreciate right. you calling, bro. Yeah, I'm no doubt. All right, man. Take right. a couple more calls before we get out of here. Peace to the God. Peace. 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 So, 404. 484. What up? Peace to the guys, Joey. What's good, What's going on, brother? Peace to the God. It's good. It's all Not good. My, chilling, chilling. Happy born day again. I done told you about three Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, no, I appreciate it. It's all good. I appreciate all that. Energy. Yeah, it looked like you was enjoying Thank yourself you. on Instagram. Yeah, oh yeah, you know I was, man, hanging out. All right. Now I wanted to uh see if you could clarify something for me because if I'm not mistaken, you said about how the driver's license wouldn't make you a US citizen. Right? Right. It's actually That's correct. Uh, so are you saying it's the actual So so penalty so of perjury? I, here, here, here's, here's, here's what I firmly believe. I believe that it's still a contract. I think mm-hmm. that, um, depending on how you're using it, you know, right. would strongly determine if you are. Right now, I think that here's the thing, right? You can take on contracts all day long and get out of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, if I took on a contract to have a license to be a driver, that wouldn't necessarily make me a U.S. citizen. But when I came into their court for violating one of their policies because they under that jurisdiction, then they were considering mm-hmm. me to be that because I had that instrument. So right. the very nature of having an instrument or presenting it to them, right, you get pulled over, you right. present that to them, of course. Nigga, now they're going to consider you to be in that jurisdiction. But I think just having it, the act of having it alone, I don't necessarily know that that would make you a U.S. citizen because the way that even, you know, the manual read, the manual's like, look, having one of those in the social don't necessarily make you a U.S. citizen because you can acquire those without being one. Truth be told. Right. But let me see if, uh, how about it's the way you fill it out. And you kind of like too. negotiating your own term. You see what I'm saying? Well, because well, it's still see, a contract. I've seen a letter. I, you're right. I read a letter a very long time ago on the internet that I found. And I've been trying to find it ever since, man, where this dude had a conversation with the Department of Motor Vehicles. 
and he was going back and forth with them. And he was just kind of like, listen, I know that this shit not real. Y'all know it's not real. It's a contract. What are we going to do about it? And right. they, basically, they basically came down to the point where the, the director admitted to the shit, you know, and it was like, look, you don't have to have a driver's license, but if you take one-on-one, then you contract with us. Right? Right, So right. everybody – I mean, I think that's a pretty you – know, that's pretty straightforward. If you want a contract with them, go ahead. But right, right. I don't necessarily know that – like, okay, if I get pulled over and I don't have that instrument on me, and that's not the name. I'm not going by that government name. That's not who I am. I'm doing business as that name, right? That's an assumed right. name. So if mm-hmm. that's the case, and I, and I give you my real name, but I don't have no ID for nothing or none of that, just what what can you do? Yeah, because that's a, it's a compelled benefit at that point. You see what I'm saying? You compelled right, to use that. Right, 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 exactly. The U.S. citizen could be the person who, who got that if, that was the person who had the instrument on them at the time. I might be using that instrument for something completely different. Yeah, well, that's why I say not even, you know, check off the U.S. citizen. You see what I'm saying? Here's the other thing I think we should remember. There is a such thing as a DBA in the assumed name. So mm-hmm. I'm doing business under that name, that corporate name that's on that, that particular instrument. Still, once again, that doesn't make me a U.S. citizen because I've done a separation and I've let them know that that name is doing business as. Right, 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 right. Because that's actual vehicle. That driver's license is considered to be a vehicle. Yep. Or, you know, yep. it's a I'll... right to be in the vehicle. And the vehicle is in commerce also. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's another thing I was going to, you know, talk about, about the DBA, how important that was. Especially in court cases, yes. Because I know well, in, in court cases, I in Michigan, in Michigan, you know, I'm pretty sure it's everywhere like that. It's a misdemeanor to be carrying on business in a fictitious name or an assumed name without registering it with the state or the Peace. county. What up? You I'm see bring what I'm somebody saying? else in too. Peace to God. All right. So, Peace. Peace. No, no, you're no, you right. No, you're right. But see, but, but see, there is a distinction now. Right. Between that county. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, what happens is, it's also written inside of there where it says that you're not able to basically sue or have standing. Thank you. In Thank any quarter. That's law. what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier in the case I read because that's exactly what they was bringing up. They're like, look, this thing, you don't have no standing, go through the county. Right, right. Because now you're coming peace in. To God. Yeah, peace to the God. Peace, bro. God, peace. Peace, God. So you pretty so, much coming right, so in the courtroom defending your property. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And I'm glad you said that about the county. I'm glad you said that about the county because that's very important. Well, that's dude, total, make, down the line yeah, dude, total, make the make the county a party in the case. They would have to be hmm. because the secretary of state ain't a party to it, and technically, no, they not. They got a and charter. They got immunity. Right. State is under their own immunity. DMV, dude, this is. Thank you. That's why they got the charter. <laughs> right. With the state, <laughs> the charter. But they didn't notify the. They didn't notify the secretary of state. You see what I'm saying? So that's the theory to join all parties. 
Yep. Hmm. There you go. Yo, we you got three minutes, man. You want to time in? Bro? Yeah, my bad. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. No, no. I'm just saying. I'm right. I'm right with y'all. Um, I'm in the lab, man. I'm I'm following a very uh interesting case that was uh on YouTube, where you know I I think uh you know first shout out to my man Supreme that even showed me the showed me the dag on YouTube clip. But but what it is is that. Two lawyers are getting locked up outside of Alabama County Court. Yeah, I seen that. All right. Two, two, all mm-hmm. right. All right. So so I've been following the case. I actually got the brief, the arguments, the motions, uh, their show cause orders, and everything. <laughs> they still fighting. Oh yeah. So they still fighting. So so what's what's so special about this case is that you got lawyers. One particular is pissed the fuck off at the DA and the mm-hmm. assistant DA and the two sheriffs that were involved mm-hmm. in his in his arrest. So he put right. together a 38-page motherfucking complaint, yo. It is heavy. Heavy. I'm I'm analyzing it and I believe it is the solution. To suing them in their individual capacities for violating injunctions. Good. Send it to me. So Let me check it I'm, out. I love to see it. I'm going in on it. I'm putting this thing hey, together y'all. because. Yo, send, send so, it to it, me. You gotta send it to me. You gotta send it to me, dog, so I can look at it. This case is so much time, fucking fire. No, no. Let, let me let me breathe the first little sentence that the nigga go in just you mad hurry, about. Hurry up. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a minute, 18 seconds. Damn, we stay on every time you call me. We do this same I'm, shit. I this know, was the last time. I, 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 no, I, this was the last time. I'm going to go to some questions then. Then I'm going to go to some questions then. How long did, how long did it take you to hear from student loan when you got that passport? Roughly. Oh, immediately? How long? Immediately. 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 All right. All right, all right. You immediate, like in a month, uh, thirty days. Oh no, immediately. Immediate is immediate, right? Immediate, ASAP, ASAP. All right, all right. We got the roll. We had right. we had thirty seconds. I love y'all niggas, man. But we at the end. We 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 we, we, we got to do all that right. earlier in the show. You know what? Next show, I'm gonna come in on the call lines first. We're gonna open the call lines up first next show. That's what we're gonna do. All right. That's my word. That's, That's my word. We're gonna open my word. Right. Me up. We out. Peace, 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 right, peace, 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 pe